You're listening to The Skeleton Crew exclusively on Harbit.com. Looks like last licks for us old bones. I'm going to miss all this. This was my favorite part. The preparation and anticipation. The threading, the splicing the reels, and always racing the clock. Betty and I, we never missed a single listing. In the gate, and don't be late. You taught me that. My rosebud. Well, who needs to be on time now when you've got demanding video and that high-definition crap? You can get any time at home. Who needs the old night out under the stars with some movie magic anymore? That's what you were all about, right? Magic tricks and sleight of hand. Nobody cares for magic anymore. Nope world gets smaller and soulmates fade away like old Kodak film stock but nothing's gonna stop me from sharing a bit of that magic tonight right Welcome to another Skeleton Crew show. This is Alex. I'm here with Dan and Jamie. <laughs> Jamie has the girl's voice and Dan has the guy's voice. Oh. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you can tell who that is. Here we have, coming up, we got the Don Coscarelli interview. Dan did this, uh, me and Dan recorded this, what, like two weeks ago at this point? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was for the, uh, the release of John Dies at the end. The Blu-ray came out on April se- April 2nd, right? Okay. The same day as our show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. So we did an interview for that, and we had to get it out to promote, so we couldn't put it on the actual show, but it was on Horophilia. So that's going to be in this show, for everybody who just listens to this show. We actually have a lot of interviews uh, lately and coming up on the show uh, next week. An interview with Leanna Quigley and Ken Hall. Le- and um, Alex. Yeah. Linnea. Linnea. Oh, God. What is it? Linnea. <laughs> we have an interview with Linnea Quigley and Ken Hall. And she is... See, the th- guys, I'm excited about this one because... So am I. Yeah, she was... It- this is the famous girl from my favorite zombie movie. Because I'm not really that into zombie movies. And I put this in, t- in my top five of horror movies ever. Return of the Living Dead. This is the red-haired chick who's dancing naked. Trash. Yeah. Trash, yeah, yeah. On top of the the graves or whatever. With that. <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, hey, that was good, man. I didn't know Alex was going to fucking sing. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, our listeners really are in store for something special, huh? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, man. What, you think I can only rap? Yo. <laughs> Yo. We're co- no, that's not there. <laughs> I know how to prompt Alex. The interview aspect is back. We're not looking for them. They're kind of coming to us. So that's cool. Good ones. Yeah. Fun ones. 
Yeah. People have been really asking about the retrospective thing and like we said on the facebook you know we i think we said in like the last show right maybe show 50 that we're gonna like take a break from the retrospective that's another thing keep that fresh you know you don't want to just hear that well especially because fuck man we did psycho evil dead it's been nothing but retrospectives texas and that's what chainsaw we massacre texas chainsaw with his brain soft dangling from his neck while the head, head, head hangs, hangs on Nah, it's I think, it's I think, have we pretty much done nothing but retrospective pretty the much. time I've been here? <laughs> yeah. Since you've I, been here, we have like four regular shows. That's I why I feel like this is a retrospective show then. That's because right. I, I seriously that's how I that's how I categorize it in my head, you know? Well, like yeah. on Skeleton Crew, we do retrospectives because that's all we've done since I've right. been here. But, you know, I love it, so I'm not complaining because I think yeah, but, I think they're awesome. But. Guys, we're not going to, like, not fucking do them, but let's face it, like, we've already hit all the major ones. Maybe we'll do some other ones fucking, you know, down the line and shit, but, you know, that's down the line. If we do nothing but fucking retrospectives. Yeah, it's going to get old. Come on. Come on. You, you guys are going to well, get bored. I don't bored. think anyone wants us to do nothing but retrospectives. I'm just. Well, I don't know. It appears that way. You wouldn't believe it. It gives us the opportunity to have a really in-depth conversation about things that maybe there are there could be fans out there who just they flew completely under their radar and now they maybe they have an appreciation for them, you know. Well, um, it was like Sleepaway Camp with me. I had no idea about those. See? Yeah. Yep. So I'm not saying it's not saying that's all we do. I love doing other, you know, varied stuff and that that's what keeps it fresh and fun and, you know. Yeah, that happened to me with Friday Thirteenth one. I had no idea what those were until we did a retrospective on those. What? You're such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but don't. We were talking before we got on here about Jamie. You know, she's she's been uh, up and down. You know, you're little, you've been a little sick and and you've had trouble sleeping, right? Yeah. And you've tried all you can. I, I just wanted to tell you real quick that I have the answer for that. You see. Um, I had problems sleeping a couple years ago. Like I'd just be up the whole night, sleep two hours and go to work. So then I eventually, you know, went to my doctor and, you know, I, I said, look, I need something real, not Ambien, nothing like that. I need something real. Give me some shit. Yeah. So he goes, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this pill and, you know, a whole prescription of them. And you got to take this pill, but there's only one catch. He he said, I got to take it anally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh you actually it, it's a su- <laughs> dude it's I was a surprise like, really can i fill it now <laughs> <laughs> can you give me a refill <laughs> no it's a it was a suppository i think is that what it's called suppository yeah you got it yeah so um he says you know i'm gonna i want to see you in a week so you know i I come back in a week, and he's like, "So did did the sleeping pill work? And good?" I said, "Yeah, it worked too good. I I, I woke up with my finger in my ass." Wait! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! Is that the end of your story, dude? All right, we'll be back with Pinch Motel. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not transitioning out of that. Oh, come on. It's a great ending. (laughs) Oh, my God. Classic. Anyways, yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, Ghibli people are going to be like, oh, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about these things after that. Poor Leanna Quigley. Poor Linnea Quigley. 
Alex was waiting 50 shows for that one. Oh, I can't wait to talk about my asshole. Oh, and here we go. Three more shows. Oh, three more shows. Yes. <laughs> and you, you know what I was really going to talk about real quick? That 50th show, man. Um, you know, we were all like bombed. It was like a drinking show, basically. And I, I actually did play it back because there was so much to it that I wanted to hear it and kind of relive those conversations. You know, I haven't finished it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear the one da- talking to Dave again because that was fun. I wanted to hear talking to Jason Lloyd again. I wanted to hear a lot of things again because I just feel like it all happens too fast. So I really wanted to, like, enjoy it. It was like a celebration. So I said, I'll listen to that one, sure. Celebration, bitches. Yeah, so I listened to that <laughs> show, man, and – I am. I, we didn't get to like anything. Nothing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like four hours, and we somehow didn't get to like tons of shit. Like I had so much to say about so many different episodes and so many interviews. We didn't talk about Felissa Rose. We didn't talk about Jonathan Tiersten's interview. We didn't talk about Ethel's interview from part five, oh, except wow. setting up how we, you know, asked her to say that stuff. Forgot like, about that. Yeah, we didn't talk about anything, dude. I wish we could do like a part two, but I don't think anybody wants to hear too much more about our show, right? They just want to hear the show itself. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what kind of feedback we got. I think they I just forget. want more Jamie Jenkins in any capacity, so. What? Yeah. Well, Shut your face. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. We have actually Linnea Quigley. I keep, I can't, I keep saying Leanna. Le- Linnea? Linnea, yes. And this is the first time Alex has messed up a name on this show. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> well, no, I mess up names of cast members, I heard. I thought you did it on purpose. Do you not do it on purpose? Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you a whole lot of credit there, dude. So I, I Listen, hope- I'm, I'm willing to put my myself on the line as long as it'll make someone smile. <laughs> you always make me smile. I'm willing to look like a fool, and I will do it with a name a name read. I'm willing to do that, because I don't care how I look. Let's go to some listener letters. Listener letters. Listener letters. They don't get no better than listener letters. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have no idea where this, this listener letter slash email is. So it basically said, Alex, you are, without a doubt, a true piece of human garbage. And um, it said, how dare you talk to, um, what is her name, Linda Blair, and tell her that her movie jumped the shark in her franchise. (laughs) They said, are you a moron? Seriously, are you a moron? Who wrote this? Uh, Dude, I I just remember it. I don't have it with me, so I can't even (sighs) tell you. Fuck them. So they said, uh, you know, not many people get the privilege of talking to an iconic legend and only a dumbass like you would tell her that her movie jumped the shark. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the next 50 shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a dick. I'm about as Norman as Mormon Bates With the formative traits of premature birth It was four minutes late Mother, are you there? I love you I never meant to hit you over the head with that shovel Will someone please explain to my brain That I just severed a main vein with a chainsaw And I'm in pain Alright, so here's our, uh You know, we've been putting it off for apparently five weeks 
uh, six weeks by the time this comes out, which will be the weekend of, you know, the 20th, 21st, something like that. We have, uh, we've all watched five episodes of the Bates Motel so far. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of problems with the whole thing that it's modern times, that there's cell phones, that... What was the other one? Uh, That Norman has a brother. It ruins the whole thing. He had friends in high school. (laughs) Friends that are hot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and wait till you get to the fifth episode. if you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Gets worse. I myself, I don't know what you two guys think. I have no problem with any of this. I don't either. At first I thought it was kind of weird, I guess. But that was only because I wasn't expecting it. Right. But then, like, once I realized that's how it was going to be, then, okay. Right. You go with it. Yeah. Why not? I'm Give it a shot. Don't, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm apparently very forgiving of mo- of movies and TV shows. This is what I'm learning, though, because people are like, meh, 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 meh. And I'm like, I thought it was cool. <laughs> you know, oh, so Jamie, I don't know. Jamie, <laughs> I didn't know you fucking watched uh, Harper's Island, dude. Oh, yeah, man. I, I got a that fucking... Show boner when i saw that <laughs> oh my god dude we gotta get alex to watch this dude so fucking <laughs> underrated dude dude you have to watch it so we can review it for the show if you like slashers bro ah, uh, yeah so good dude katie cassidy's in it katie cassidy's boobs are in it Th- then i'll watch it usually happens <laughs> got him. yeah if she's in it her boobas are in it got him boobas <laughs> yeah boobas. i know i don't know why i just did that. i'm drunk i went i went boobs <laughs> My lips just, you know, kept hitting each other. Richard Burton, too. <laughs> also too. Her boobs. Psycho's my favorite horror franchise, and I still don't give a shit of the changes. I just don't. Sorry. I love them. Just don't care. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a whole new thing. I don't... It, it's its own thing. Yeah. It's its own thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. People have difficulty reconciling the fact that it can have the same... Basic structure and be some be its own entity. Right, <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's into labeling it, dude. Like, well, what is it? It's a remake, nah, dude. It's a fucking Bates Motel. Obviously, it's Norman Bates. Obviously, you know everything that went on. Just go with it. It's I love it, dude. Just go. It's the same way I feel about remakes these days, though. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like yeah. I just I I don't I don't even care anymore. We'll the- I take them for what they are, you know, and on their own merits. Yeah, but Jamie, you'll be the first one to shut it down if it sucks, too. It's not like you're just like, I'm a freak. you know what I mean? You're like, it, fuck that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, if a movie's not good, then I'm going to fucking say it's not good. And Alex is about to hear me say that on the next show. But <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> The next show. What's the next show? But um, Remakes. I, yeah, I have no problem voicing my opinion. Oh, right. But um, I will give something a chance. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I want to. I, I want to like things. Like, this is what I don't yeah. get. I don't get those people yeah. who go through life looking for things to piss them off. Like, Thank you. Oh. You mean like people who listen to shows and they just look for all the negatives in somebody. It's like, just why are you, like, wanting it to suck? Or like people who walk into movies going, ah, this movie's gonna suck. We're like, well, then why are you watching it? You know? <laughs> exactly. Just oh, my God. Say that again, Jamie. Just so, just so everybody can hear that again. <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking hell. Are you people watching any movies going, this movie's got a shock? <laughs> hey, listen, like I said, their arms are folded, their heads are tilted back to the side, like, come in. It's hard. Like, I'm going to like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing I 
I sort of sympathize with with <clears throat> people's bitching about this is they say I don't get it. So all this is supposed to lead up to Psycho Part One, and that was taking place obviously in the sixties. I understand how that can mess with your head. I do, right. but at the same time, I don't know. Just make believe that um, they're preparing for a remake. You know what I mean? And they're gonna do it right this time, right. not like the Psycho ninety eight. You know what I mean? Just I don't know. You got to picture it that way. Yes, no. I mean, no. It's not leading up to Anthony Perkins in part one. Sorry. It's just not. So, well, you, you know? They, well, they yeah, and they're redoing it, dude. And like we said, too, there's no reason why they can't set everything, you know, like all the events in Psycho. Like, there's no reason why they can't have the last shot, like we said, Janet Lee pulling up to the fucking motel or something, you know? And like, just even like – That would be so cool. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, who says that you can't even change that? Dude, they're not – we guys, we know that they're not going to remake the movie in the TV form. But, right. dude, it's it's all a homage to fucking the, the movies and it's a love letter to them. And, dude, great writing, huh, guys? Like, I love the story. Oh, my God. And all the right, characters? Yeah. Get into oh, it? yeah, let's get into this shit, bro. <sighs> all right. So <laughs> the way the show starts off. <laughs> the the major part of this show is that the the way the Bates get the motel and house is because uh, Kenny or something the cameraman Keith Summers uh, Keith Summers he, yes yeah he went to foreclosure. Do you have any more names you want to throw out there? Are you, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> he goes into foreclosure. They buy it. They got the business. He's pissed off about it. He threatens Norma. Comes in the house. And like my mom talked about on show fifty, the the <laughs> big you know the big scene, which was pretty pretty crazy and graphic for TV. Um, he and of course Kenny is the guy from Scream, the cameraman from Scream. If you know, everybody missed that, uh, I didn't know that. Dan caught that right away. No, that was that was Jake from. Uh, oh, Jay caught that. Uh, Court Jay Courthouse. <laughs> I was gonna let you hit the name because I. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, just uh, say Courthouse? <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Jake Courthouse. Of course it is. Courthouse. Wow. Oh, but what, what's his name? Is that wrong? That's why yeah. I left it up. Yeah, I'm horrible with names, man. What's his name? Bless him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, okay. I well, I know what the letters are, but I mean, there's always the possibility I could be mispronouncing it. But I would say, looking at the letters, that it was. Like Corinthos or Corinthos, <laughs> definitely not ha- not definitely not house or courthouse. There's no, or you, yeah, I think it's court hose. Uh. hose. <laughs> All right, you <laughs> know what? Like you stupid fucking assholes. Well, I would love for him, Jake, call in and tell us how to pronounce your name. Like I want to know these things because seriously, what if I run across that name while I'm reading a news item? Right. And then I'm like, I will be like, oh fuck, I don't know what to say. And then like I'll think of Jake and I'll be like. Jake led me the way, led, led me in the right direction. So, yeah. I Sometimes I just look at things with a blur. <laughs> so I, Alex, I do too, man. It's it's fucked up. Like you see, you know, we talk to these people all, all the time online, but <laughs> can't fucking pronounce any of their names. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> look at me. I couldn't pronounce Dave Zendino's last name. What do I call him? Like Zendano. Zendano. <laughs> You've known him for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've known him for like seven years. Oh shit! No, Jake. Uh, oh yeah. Kenny the cameraman. Um, like Mr. Daniel Chaze here, you know? I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I told I'm sorry, the... I tickled myself with that no, one. No, no, no. 
that tickled my funny book too. But you know what? Some teacher called me one time because we, we were going over names, and I was like Dan Chase. And then the second day I came in, she was like Danchez, like I was a Mexican fucking uh, wrestler. <laughs> Danchez, like I am the Danchez. <laughs> you should wrestle with a mask on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I am Danchez. <laughs> so, so yeah, this guy rapes her, and that's really like <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be the main storyline for quite some time. And I love this scene, guys, that, you know, these are one of those moments where they try to make you see from the point of view of the crazy person. Now, if you were, Jamie, if you were raped by this dude, would it be out of the question that you'd grab a knife and ram it through his stomach? Absolutely not. Yeah, right? You see? That's how they, that's how they put us in the situation. That's how they make you go, well, she's not crazy. Right. She's just and that's a totally normal reaction to something like that. It's just, you know, self-preservation. Exactly. Doesn't it seem I, like the other I son? I do that though? every time I have sex. <laughs> you you kill the guy. What are you a praying mantis? Yeah. <laughs> or a black widow? Widow. <laughs> yeah, praying mantises widow. do too. They fucking bite off each other's heads, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Males' heads after sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, but no, like the brother though, he's really. Uh, <laughs> He's probably my favorite character, but he makes her like, yo, man, she's crazy. So I feel like they're going to reveal some shit that happened in the past, too, which would kind of back that up. You know what I mean? Dude, the writing is so good that it wouldn't surprise me at all. Right? Yeah. You know? So the the dumb thing – okay, so my mom you know, said how funny it was that the two of them are discussing each other's feelings while there's a dead body. In the middle of them, and then they dump this asshole in the in the lake or something. <laughs> so they go and do that. And did you guys notice? And be honest, don't lie to be smart. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice Norman stole his belt right away? No. No. I I didn't either. No. I had no idea what that was under his bed. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Right. I, I guess it's a thing with stuff on it, like flashlights and whatever. Like I didn't know it was his belt. I didn't either, bro. Not at all. Just didn't think of it. So, nope. uh, so then uh, that's pretty much the the sum up of uh, the first episode. Well, no, so- he finds the um, he finds the book, dude. When they're cleaning the motel rooms, and it's the Chinese uh, girl in the um, in the book or whatever, it, which alludes to like some sex ring or whatever. And then the uh, the cops come, almost catch him. Yeah, there's a dead body in the sink while the guy's taking a piss. Yeah, they have Kenny in the fucking <laughs> in the shower, dude. They're just chilling in the fucking tub. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, great first episode. But you guys, I like how epic first episode, epic. But at the same time, I like how you said that it set it up, dude. A lot of fucking pilots put too much in. We talked about this before, where they overshoot. They try to put too much in, and it's unbelievable. Like Jamie said last time, I'm gonna wait for the following, wait for it to fucking get a few episodes, see where it goes. And that's a perfect fucking way you gotta do it with TV. Pilots are so misleading that you could tell with this one dude with that event like you said alex it sets up fucking everything to come it's perfect yeah that that one first episode set the rest of the season i think mm-hmm. i don't know how many episodes it's going to be but i don't know either. so the second episode it starts off with dylan you know he arrives that's uh the the other son of of norma right yeah, he's a prick in that episode, too. Oh, like, such a prick. And it looks like he's going to cause so much trouble. Like, just looking at him gives me agina. You know? So. Oh, I, you know, the second episode, dude, that whole episode gave me, like, stomach pains. I remember you said that, bro. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. I was like, oh, my God, no, what, 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 what? Like, I just, could we all have fun for five yeah. seconds? Um, so the, okay, so Norman in the first episode meets a, a gaggle of girls, and there's a hot blonde amongst them who seems to take a liking to him, and they had this whole thing at a party where they kind of talked. So She's hot. Oh, she's hot. I, we shouldn't be saying that, though, because what, is she 16, or is she of age that we could say that? I don't give a flying fuck. She's hot. She she ain't, <laughs> no no she may be sixteen on the show. She ain't sixteen in real life. No, okay. I doubt it. I don't well, care. Then she's hot. Yeah, I think. She's hot. <laughs> I would definitely bang her in episode five. No, just kidding. Fuck so, the, uh, her dad's car crashes into a pole or something, and and he's all burned up because he was in a warehouse that was set on fire, mm. and that was some like inner city you know rivalry going on. And uh, then in that same episode, you find Keith's truck near the Bates Motel. Mm -hmm. So obviously he parked his car there or truck there and went, you know, to Norma when he went to rape her. So obviously there's evidence left behind. And she – I thought she played it off well. And she the did. thing I didn't like about that scene is that <clears throat> that asshole cop, you know, the non-blonde guy, you know, the yeah. other cop. The fucking uh, mayor in Gotham City. Yeah. He plays it a little, and it's not his. I'm sure they told him to do it, because you know you just can't do this stuff by yourself. But he right. plays it a little too suspicious. Like mm -hmm. Jamie, mm -hmm. is would you think? Would anybody think Norma killed this guy, or has anything to do with the disappearance of Kenny or Keith? <laughs> Kenny. Kenny. Nah, I don't see why. Okay, what? didn't what? he play it a little too suspicious? You know, we know she killed him, but why does he think something's up? Besides the truck being close to there, but, he, you know... What does that mean? Well, every, well the, they found the truck close to the motel, right? And they knew he was pissed. So, going on that, if you're a cop... So she it, killed him? <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I mean, obviously they're trying to find him at that point. He was just missing at that point. They didn't accuse her of murder. They said he was missing. Then when they found it, when they, well, we'll get to that later, but yeah. At that point, though, yeah, man. I don't he was think a little too suspicious, don't you think, at that point? <sighs> the way he glared at her when she walked away? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Come you're right. on. It's like too TV show-ish for me. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So um, Norman starts, uh, I think, at this point, hanging with the chick with the the shit up her nose. Uh, she has some kind <laughs> of um... – oh, I do. Was this the episode where Norman's mom met her and she straight up said, what is your life expectancy? Yeah, that was fucked up, right? I That was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Like, it was good, too, because she wasn't, like, threatened by her. She was almost, like, welcoming, like, because she wasn't a hot chick. Like, uh, Bradley, when she came to the door, she was like, get the fuck out of here, skank. And then when yeah. the chick came with the shit up her nose, like Alex said, she's like, oh, come in, honey, you know? Yeah, yeah. She feel threatened. Because, she was you know. cool with it. She's like, what is your – and see, I kind of – I thought Norma was cool here because she's like – what what is your problem? Why do you have this thing with you? You know, like it's it's almost like let's like not act like we don't see this fucking tank next that you're rolling in. <laughs> you know, like listen, you have a tank. You know, I'm gonna ask you why you have this. It's not that big of a deal, right? It isn't normal. I don't know. And you know, we're just gonna ignore it. So it's it's not that big of a deal that she asked her like, "What's up with you?" Right. But then when she said, "What's your life expectancy?" That's like the whack job side of Norma Bates, and right. and that was. She said that because she wanted Norman 
right. to say, hey, this girl's not going to last long, so yep. just stay with mother. Like, that's Almost how like I took C. that. Yeah, it's like, see, Norman, you know, that yeah, kind she of won't shit. be there for you for a long time, yeah. Right. Yeah, man. And I love how she takes the tank in episode five and fucking <laughs> breaks yeah. open a door with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. So Norma meets uh, Deputy, she- the, uh, the Deputy Shelby in this one. That's the blonde-haired dude who was banging a chick that's like 20 years older than him. But for all you cougars out there, that's cool. And, um... <laughs> you, no, wait a no. minute, wait a minute. With 20 years, that would be... Ooh, he, barely. What is he, about tw- she goes, ooh. I know. Ooh, and I was thinking, ooh, I would barely make it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jamie, though, when mm-hmm. you first saw that guy and with him looking as good as he did, did you <laughs> automatically think like, oh, he's bad, or were you like, ah, like, what was your first impression of that dude? I don't remember. I don't. I don't think I had one. No, I'm not, not okay. that I recall. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah, me neither. I had more one of the the asshole cop. Well, we'll get into his further pro- his further character progression yeah. later, but I still think there's a lot more to that, but we'll get into that. And here's the thing. When they were pulling the carpet up and they found that book, right. didn't you think that it was the asshole cop book because he was so suspicious of what's going on? What are they- he-, he looked very in- interested in, in that room and that rug. Dude, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think this story is complete yet. I still think he's got something to do with it, man. But, you know, yeah, chick with. All right, we'll get to this later. But uh, yeah, well, sorry, I'll pick it up when we wow. get. Wow, interesting. Because you yeah. called me right away and you said, "Dude, that book, that's that dude's book," and he was wondering where it was after they tore that rug up. But why would he even put it there? Why would you hide that book under a rug? Some right? things in this show make no sense. Right. Like, no, you're right. You don't have to leave that under that rug. You could bring it home, and it'll be just as more safe. Obviously, I never thought of that, dude. Yeah, why was that there? Uh, yeah, because especially if they knew, um, you know, if that guy Keith Summers was in on it with him, and and right. he knew he was losing the hotel. You're right. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But he could have put it under before he knew he was losing it. But at the same time, why would you put it under a rug? Like eventually, that rug will come up. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So either way, I guess they figured they'd be dead by then. I, I don't know, though, but why even do it? Why not burn it? Why not bring it home? Why not throw it away? I don't know. Right. right. So um, Dylan, the brother, in this second episode, he meets up with the Chinese dude in the strip club. He's crying in a strip club. <laughs> yeah, he's crying in a strip club, and he's like, what are you looking at, asshole, or something like the that? The dance is always better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> yeah, and she's telling you about her kids. You ever have a, Dan, you ever have a stripper tell you about her daughter? It's like, all right, sweetie, how about you just like... Uh... One time, no, one time I was getting the lap dance and this chick had a crazy fucking attitude because she had a fight with her boyfriend. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. And then she just gets up on me like it was nothing. I'm like, ah, this is awkward. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this isn't sexy at all. She's like, yeah. hurry up, give me my 20 bucks so I can go fucking call this motherfucker real quick. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, I don't want to know you're human, please. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're just a body right now. <laughs> I don't want to know you have a spirit and thoughts and emotions. You're so you know, I, I go lo- with it. I love you, Alex. You're such a wonderful person. Except for when you talk about women, and then it's just like you're this whole other creature. You're like, you're like, yeah, fucking, just don't bring the rubber. Just tell you, just tell her you forgot it. <laughs> tell it. You gotta tell you forgot the rubber. If she really makes you look for it, oh, dude. then you find it. You're gonna get me in trouble. You, know you go, oh shit! It was in my pants pocket. I don't know how I forgot I put it, it there. This is what pisses me off about that. Not that, not that, but it's the fact that you would try to get something over on me. Just talk to me, dude. Just ask me. You know, you never know. I might 
I might go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dan, then my, my new advice is ask this chick if you can hit it raw dog. <laughs> Thank God she doesn't listen to this show. That is so better. There's Thank so that is so much better than trying to fool her. Let me <sighs> tell you, I had an experience one time. <laughs> And I'm not going to go into it because nobody cares, but I'm just, just saying. Just the funny part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, the funny crazy. part to me was that he never got any more. That was the funny part. So. He never got any more. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, so I'm saying be care- don't fuck with your girls. Just be honest with them. You know, otherwise you'll yeah. end up fucking yourself. I <laughs> want to get off this topic so bad. <laughs> So he meets that chick. He's crying. He goes, what are you looking at, asshole? And then he says, I'm sorry, man. My boss died. So that's how Dylan gets the job. Right. And and, and, and this is where – this is the, right? Was it the second episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right away they start off with the weed field. Love it. People didn't like that. I don't care again. I just I'm okay with that. I don't you know whatever. That dude, this at this point with this episode, this town is so screwed up. Everybody in it. And it's weird, man. It's almost like by the time you get done with this show, I'm going to feel like Norman's the most sane person in this whole entire town. That's that's what I thought, bro. But dude, even okay, in, guys. even in Cycle 1. Right. Right, exactly. But yo, guys, all right, what did you guys think though? Cuz um it's in Oregon, right? And especially over there and shit. Dude, there are towns that are completely funded by marijuana. The whole fucking town. This isn't like a, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, it's like a little unbelievable. No, dude. No, it's not. Like shit happens exactly like that. Now, with that said, you know, are people burning each other and hanging them up on town square? No. But at the same time, yeah, it's dude, a little- weed funds fucking full towns. It's, that's not a fucking – they did a MSNBC fucking thing a few years about that – exactly that subject of, you know, it's, it's this un, uh, unsaid thing where it's like, yeah, it's bad. But at the same time, everybody is profiting, every single person in the town. So Isn't that crazy? It's, it's definitely like something – It's definitely new. It's new yeah. for TV shows, dude. You know me. I love it. I, I love it. <gasps> How about when that guy? All right, so yeah, he gets the job. Um, how'd you guys like this one? He's like, yeah, can we smoke it? He's not on the job, and then he fucking reaches in and gives him a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't smoke weed on the job, but let's get drunk and uh, (laughs) and and load these guns up. So, so yeah, that was the big finale. Norman basically went to look for the shack. I don't know how they even like put this together. I forgot. But in that little uh, book that they found under the rug, uh, basically what they found out is that there's like sex slaves that are like, what are they, Mexicans or something else? Are they uh, Chinese? Chinese, China. right? Mexicans. <laughs> so there's Chinese girls who are sex slaves or Japanese. I don't know. Right. Asian. One of the two. Asian. So, Asian. Asian covers Asian. everything. Yeah, it covers both. So there's an Asian, you know, sex thing going on where they trap girls and do that. So they they put it together that if they went into this woods, they would find a shack that was described in the book, and they went. It was a picture of it, right? Yeah, I think it was a picture of it. Yeah. So they found the weed, and then they go take they, you know, haul ass out of there when these uh, two hillbillies start shooting at them. I think they shot. I'm not sure if they shot, but they just ran. No, no, they didn't shoot them. Okay. Yeah. So they run away. Uh, and that's where Dylan gets his job protecting that same weed. So that was the big finale. About episode two, bro. He uh, Norman comes comes uh, and attacks Dylan 
Remember? Oh, yeah. And that plays into the next episode. Yeah. Um, when Dylan's phone rings, it says whore, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and that's, that's referring to Norma Bates. Right. And Norman saw that and he flipped. What am I, you guys' phones? I'm just curious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dan, your listing is Dan Chaze. Chaze. <laughs> Dan Chaz. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to switch yours, dude. I'm going to have yours as one word, Dan Chaz. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to get rid of this last name. I still, I told you guys before, like, my nickname has always been Chase Bones. I can't believe it hasn't caught on because I do a show called The Fucking Skeleton Crew. Chase Bones. Because of the uh, account of how much weed I smoke, yeah. Wow, Chase Bones. I wonder if I should start. Okay, so Chase Bones. And the second <laughs> one, Now, wait a minute. Account. How am I in your phone? Are Jamie you... Jenkins, all okay. capitals. Jamie Jenkins! <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> bam! Dylan's in the mirror in the beginning of episode three, and, and was he scene. pulling out a gun and shit like that? And, he, and it's yeah. like a lighthearted scene, and that's supposed to be where we relate to him now. You know, like, well, he's a, he's a, 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 we get to see a little personal side of, you know, whatever. Now they're trying to pull us into the character of Dylan, which is, the, you know, the brother of Norman Bates. And uh, I, I'm buying it. I'm, call me a fish, dude. Hook, hook, line, and sinker. I'm going for everything they throw at me. So I like him. Dude, that, he's one of my favorite characters, dude. That dynamic, bro? Are you kidding me? Exactly. I Perfect. love it. Yep. I hated him in the first one he was in, and I love him here. So uh, Norman has a panic attack at school, gets sent to the hospital for overnight tests and all that stuff. Bradley comes to visit him. Isn't he railing his teacher when he has the panic attack or something? Is he? It was. Was it a sexual scene? Yeah. Fuck yeah. What was it, Jamie? Was he railing her, or was she just naked or something? Or I, I think it's. I think it was some weird thing where it was like integrated, like it was his teacher, but she was like in the sex slave. I, I want to say that something, some weird mix, you know. I honestly am. I, I am trying really hard, and I cannot even picture that scene in my head. I could picture the scene. I could picture the scene. I know he he imagines something with that teacher. I just don't know. So if you say that, then you're probably right. She's on a bed. Yeah, she was hot too, actually. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, oh, by the way, at this point, I'm in love with Norma Bates, by the way. Like, I love this woman. Um, I can see how you could become incredibly attached and, like, obsessed with her, even as a, as a, as a son, not sexually at all. I'm not sexually attracted to her, but I'm, I'm enthralled by her. If, if I am. Her. I'm fucking mad sexually attracted. I, I'd wipe the dust off of that pussy, yeah. You're a MILF hunter? Fuss in a situation like that? Fucking A. In a situation like that. <laughs> if she's a MILF, I'm a hunter. She's got a tight body, dude. Yo, she fucking took her shirt off in front of Norman, too. That shit oh, was... yeah. You Come see, on. I didn't like that. I don't like that, man, because that reminded me a little too much of Psycho 4. That's what I... I never liked that creepy aspect of it, but, dude, yeah. it's it's got to be in there. And it is weaved throughout the, the show, but it's not, like, like in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not in your face, but I, I wish they did not make me think of Psycho 4. You know, that that's all I'm saying. <laughs> they get jealous of each other's, like, uh, girlfriends or, uh, like, he's jealous of the cop and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. So Dylan's heavily into garden weed at this point. Like Dan said, he said, can we smoke anything? And I gives him a beer. The police enter the house. See, now they, I, I don't I forgot what it was. Hand. But just from the truck alone or something, they feel they have enough evidence that they can, they get a search warrant to search the house. 
of the you know the Bates mansion, and they find the goddamn belt under the bed. Dummy. Now, now I'm like, why would you do this? Whatever. So luckily, <laughs> Deputy Shelby grabs that belt, which is the blonde dude, right. not the hard ass. You're right though about the belt, Alex. I thought he found the fucking book. Like Emma had the book at that point. Like why? Why wouldn't they go with that? But I guess they need the book. Like they could have copied it though. Like she could have copied it, gave it back, yeah. and then he found the. Ah, oh, sorry, good. But you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Well, so in this one, how, what do you think about this aspect, guys? Like Dylan has to remind Norman that he attacked him and tried to kill him that that time in the in the kitchen. What is this trying to imply? He blacked out? This is all that, dude, this is getting into fucking really how Norman starts out becoming mother, dude. Because listen, man, when he sees, um, you know, mother at the end of the episode, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, he blacks out, dude. He doesn't remember. Like, think about it. Like, Norman doesn't remember when he's mother, right? Well, he has disassociative identity disorder. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but maybe... who was he then? Then who was he when he went to kill his brother? fuck if i know bro but he probably just saw red and then he you know when he does see red or i don't know how that works but that's i think that's what they were trying to go for if we want to get into the psychology of that i don't fucking know bro but i'm sure they'll explain it more and take different angles to where we can kind of piece it together and say it's this you know what i mean like it's okay it's yeah well how about that jamie what do you think about when norman has the delusion of his mother and she tells him to go get the belt at this dude's house like what is that implying like, this is a whole new thing. The fact that he's having this about his mother? Like, what does that imply? Yeah, and she's I a lot. I saw that before. No, but I think, you mean before in the series or before in in in, in, in any of the, the canon? Well, yeah. it had to start somewhere, right? Right. You know, so but. I think that what we're, I think we are witnessing, like the very, well, Dan said it, like the very beginning stages. In, of of the, 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 the deterioration of sanity. I like the fact because I mean because we first met Norman like initially with Psycho, uh -huh. he was you know already in the middle of all this. Like we jumped right. in in the middle right. of this. I think it's so exciting to see how he's coming into who yeah. we already know him to be. But then, but a different, a totally different take than I think would have been taken if this story had been written when the original was written. You know what I'm saying? Like if, oh yeah, right. Um, and so I think it's kind of fascinating. But well, anyway, that's that's what I, I'm. I said all that to say, <laughs> finally, that I think, um, I think that's why. I mean, I think that's what that is. It's it's, you know, you start out with that, right. and then there's going to be a transition, like an actual transition into mother. So I think it has to start somewhere. You know. Well, yeah. That that episode, though, I mean, that scene revealed two things to me. One, okay, she's still alive, so Norman is seeing Mother, and technically you can yeah, equate... Yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, but you can... Okay, yeah, that's the one thing, but technically you can equate that to, um, you know, him hearing her. The only difference is they adapted the hearing Mother to... Because, you know, he heard Mother, like, ah, you know, when in that scene fucking in Psycho 1 or whatever, when he when they're talking back and forth, he hears Mother's voice in his head, obviously, because nobody else can hear it. So, well, he speaks it out loud, actually. Right. Yeah, but, so can, yeah other people can hear him being Mother. Um, that's why mother, they... 
Yeah, no, 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 but I'm saying he hears that dialogue in his head. He has to fucking, you know, he, he may be speaking it, but that comes from a part of him that's drawing right, from right. mother. All this is doing, though, is <clears throat> showing her. And well, that's why I said that in the original, they don't show her talking, obviously, like like in Norman's mind. All they're doing for TV now is is that, you know what I mean? They're just um, making it more transparent, making it. First, he sees her. Then he's going to start acting it out. There's no time. need at this at this point. There's no need for him to be her because she still exists. Right. Thank you, know? you dude. Exactly. He doesn't exactly. have to be her until he loses her and then needs to replace her. Yeah. And it, the evolution is going to be good. Dude, these writers are fucking good. It's going to be flawless the way they do it. I know it is, dude. Because why would they set it up? Why so would good. they go so deep into this to just kind of, oh, you know, fuck it all up? No, this is building towards something. And like we said in the beginning, too, guys, we're only fucking, what, like maybe halfway through season one? Dude, TV shows like this go three, four, possibly five seasons, maybe even more than that. So uh, It's already approved for season two, man. Thank uh, God. You know what it is? They see, they see badass shit, and they're saying, okay, keep going, man. Let's go. You know, yeah. like I think even the executives are like on the edge of their seats. Well, what the hell is going to happen next? Jesus Christ. That's why, like, yeah, man, like you said, um, that's why I said with the uh, with the sheriff there about him being in on it, dude. Knowing the writers, and I've seen what they've done with Lost, it's it's um, the way they write, bro, it's very um, long storylines. Like, they pay off in a, um, in, a, in a way that unfolds, like, naturally. So it's not like, boom, this happens, and then this week you find out it's not true. It may take four episodes, but it feels so natural getting there. So that's why... That's why you need to watch American Horror Story. I, oh, I want to, Jamie. You totally need to because yeah. it's the entire thing. You know, like Babylon 5. Like, Dude. I don't know if you guys are sci-fi fans. But anyway, any, anybody out there who watched yeah. Babylon 5 oh, totally yeah. get – or even – well, no, you can't really count that. But anyway, okay, Babylon yeah. 5, it was, it was aiming – you know, to to have the storyline, it, it right. had the same storyline from the beginning that it had from the end. It just, you know, right. they knew where they were going. I think this is that same situation. Like, I think they, you know, they're not just like writing it as they go along. Or at least I don't get the feeling from that. If no. that is what they're doing, oh. then they're fucking brilliant. You know. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's layers here, man, and they're I love these guys. Like, and I'll tell you what, they pay me, they pay off every week. I think. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. it's not even like I'm waiting that long to see anything. I feel like every no, this TV hits different notes, guys, and it's a whole different structure. It's a weekly thing, and you know you gotta hit certain points, dude, or everybody. All oh, that episode sucked or whatever. You know what, dude? In certain seasons of 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 series, dude, there are episodes that suck. But you know what, dude? Like, it's it's very hard to hit those points on a weekly basis and keep the story natural and not make you know Kenny the cameraman or somebody being burnt every fucking episode. It's too much, you know? Yeah, I tell you what that. The two the two episodes that were the least eventful were three and four. I agree. One was freaking epic. That's a ten to me. Mm -hmm. Two gave me stomach problems. So right. that obviously <laughs> had a lot going on. That was that's a ten as far as like eventful. Three and four seem like the low key episodes in this series, which is probably high for other ones. You know. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. About three. Uh, what did you guys think of um, of uh, what's her name? Um, 
uh, Bradley and and her coming into the hospital and shit like that because she she seems like a popular chick but she's like kind of depressed and shit like that too like and that's the thing like it is boring and shit but I love that stuff dude all that character development and it sets up one of the greatest scenes I think and it's so subtle I don't know if you guys picked up on this when Norma's running into the hospital and you think that Bradley's still in the fucking bed yeah. with him and she and she gives that look and you're like oh shit uh, and then you know he's just sitting there with the doctor I love that shit yeah. dude it's so subtle but yeah man it's just I love it it works it, this whole show man keeps you on the edge of your seat it's uh, so the, at, by the end of this show we basically uh, we see the Chinese or Asian chick locked in uh, Deputy Shelby's basement Norman goes in there to get the belt back because he heard it from mother yeah yeah because Norm Norma, Norma's whatever image in his head told him to get it. He actually breaks into the the deputy's house, and that's crazy. I don't know. Oh, that was cr- dude. I was like, hmm. dude, this this show's really doing the right stuff. I'm I'm, I'm invested. Uh, he goes in, and then what do you think about that though? Here's here's an aspect of this show that I didn't expect. They did the old Batman. You ever see the old Batman TV show from the 30s? It was like Robert. Lowry and John Duncan as Batman and Robin. I thought Adam West was the first one, no? There was one before that, yeah. And I think those are the guys' names. I haven't even thought of their names in in about 15 years. I think it was John, Robert Lowry and John Duncan were the first two Batman and Robins, and they used to go against a guy named The Wizard. That was his his only name. And um, it's a whole TV. I have every one of them on VHS. It's just two sets and it has all the episodes. But here's why I'm saying this. Because the way that show worked was, <laughs> and this is what they did in this episode, which was weird. It was a really weird flashback. They would have Batman in a car. And he would, at the end of the episode, they did something to the brakes or whatever. And he'd go over a cliff. <laughs> and then he's you just think he's dead. So in the next episode, they show him in the car again, and then he goes over the cliff, but then you see him open the door and jump off and grab a tree. Um, <laughs> they backtrack? Yeah, they backtrack. So, like, Yeah, well, they don't expect you to remember from that but, week. I mean, those are serials, and they, they're like, you know, back then, who had the, you know, you, it's not like you could watch, I mean, it, watch it on DVD, you know. Uh, so, or your TiVo. You know, yeah, I mean, they got you. They're like, ah, oh, you just remembered it wrong. I mean, you just went with it, you know, you just, you went with it. He never got out of the cock doody car. Yeah, there, there's no door opening when that car went over the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so they did that here. Like, Norman goes into the house, and then you just think that the co- the deputy comes home. And now we're talking episode four. Now, the beginning of it, you just think that the deputy comes, or actually the end of three, you think the deputy comes home and he walks in the house and Norman's, you know, screwed. So, episode four, it picks up where three left off. Dylan, on his motorcycle, sees Norman break into the house, go into the basement, and then he knocks on the deputy's door to run interference. Right. Norman, I guess, uh, hears that the dude's home. He escapes. So he's fine, but we didn't know that at the, at the end of three. So he starts opening up to his brother and stuff like that. He says, I know you were there. What's, what are you doing there? He's like, nothing. And he was, he's still you know, standoffish. So the deputy bangs Norma, the blonde dude. And it's because he says, I found the belt and I'm not going to tell anybody. So basically she has to 
you know, bang her way to freedom, pretty much. Do you think uh, he's doing it just to bribe her, or do you think he really likes her? It's probably both. At this point, all we could think is that he's just, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got a Chinese chick in his basement banging her, probably, so yeah. Yeah, he's he's not a sweetheart. <laughs> well, maybe he is. Maybe he's, uh, hmm, I don't know. Maybe he's fucking hiding her and protecting her from somebody else. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? knows? You ever think of that one? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Dude, with this show, it wouldn't surprise me. Well. Um, so Norman says, I found an Asian chick in this dude's basement. She, and I, I really like this. Norma goes into the dude's basement next time she's banging him in his house. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's asleep. She goes down there. And uh, there is no Asian girl in the basement. Mm. So, unfortunately, it makes Norman look crazy already. Between this and the following, they're all about some Asians in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? <gasps> oh, my God. You're right, Jamie. Wow. <laughs> that poor yeah. fucking girl, huh? We'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah, good call. Good call, Jake. <laughs> I like it. So, as this is going on, they find Keith Summers, uh, Keith Summers' hand in the lake. And then shortly after, you know, Norman opens up to his brother about everything that's going on, how his mom killed Keith. And it didn't matter, uh, ultimately, because seconds after that, the police arrest Norma. Yep. And they say it's for the murder of uh, Keith Summers. So the brother would have heard this anyway. But I uh, know. I think the only difference is that he knows that she actually killed him as opposed to just being accused. So actually, I guess it does still have a bearing on it. How did they get her, by the way? They said they had the fibers or whatever, but the the carpet fibers under the uh, on the watch. But how did they get her? I forget. I don't know. Something they had. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a um, procedural thing where they can go on something like that and arrest you and keep you. Yeah, but the thing, dude. You know what I love about that? In the next episode five, she says. Who cares if there were carpet fibers and watch? He owned the goddamn place for so ten years. Fucking true. That yep. that dude. I swear, I thought that when that happened. I was like, so what? Yeah, but you know what though, dude? The fucking lawyer had a good point too. She was already trying to fucking create a defense because, listen, man, in the court of law or whatever. Yeah, that may be true, but at the same time, dude, like if if you're if you're being fucking if you're on trial for murder, dude, they they're gonna use that against you. They're gonna the prosecution is gonna fucking you know create a story that's gonna say yeah the carpet fibers blah 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 so on and so forth. So it's Basically, like, the truth doesn't matter. It's just how it looks. See what I'm saying? It's just, um... Yeah, but I don't think that is real circumstantial evidence. I'm sorry. If I didn't own this hotel and you found these carpet samples under my watch, then okay. I think it's weird that I was killed here or uh, you found that in there. You yeah, know, but that's like, why they have juries and shit, though. You know what I mean, bro? Like that, That's why it's left up to people to, to decide. See what uh, I'm saying? Please. I don't think so either, though. That's not a good – no, it's not great. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, you know. Uh, it's halfway yeah. of, a, of a defense. Yeah. I agree. I totally so, agree. Norma gets arrested. Uh Norman gets laid. <laughs> well, at the end of episode four, Norman is texting Bradley, and the brother says something along the lines of, yeah, tell her you're – leave, dude. She's asking for you. Go. Just get the hell out of here, dude. Go to her house. You know, he's like, trying text, to break – Text her to tell her you're coming right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Te- tell her you're coming right now and go. And mm-hmm. I love – dude, I really fell in love with this brother, man. I like this dude. And it's like um, he's trying to break that – he's trying to cut the umbilical cord, basically. With, with the mom, you know, dude, go bang chicks, man. You're not supposed to be up your mom's ass all day. Is that the way to go, Jamie? Is to, like, you know, like, be a man about it and just be like, yo, baby, I'm coming over right now. Like, uh, do, do chicks like that shit? If you like them, I guess, right? 
I don't yeah, know. I was say, I guess it. I guess it really it depends. You know, on <laughs> it depends on who you are, right? <laughs> who's the one saying that? But if yeah. if what if I said it, Jamie? You know, you have to ask. <laughs> I mean, if we're already at a point where um, that is a possibility for us, you know, either we already have or it's you know in the looming in the distance, then that's pretty hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, if you're just like some guy off the street, <laughs> like. Probably not. <laughs> I'm coming over, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Like you're a random dude. Hey, I saw you on Facebook. You're hot. Yeah, unless your random dude happens to be like Vin Diesel or something. You know? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, right. Now we know who she likes. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a type. I really don't. Honestly, I like. I just am men. <laughs> yeah, men. Hey, it's, it's. I don't have. I don't have a type of girl either. Honestly. It's funny you should say that, considering what I am posting right now. Or uh, uh, no. really, is it a picture of uh, Sophia Viagra? Oh, a cucaracha. <laughs> uh, so Norman puts up the the uh, deed of the Bates Motel and House. I don't know how that works, but yeah, uh, for her bail, which was wasn't it like a hundred thousand? It was a hundred thousand, but uh, I don't think, dude. I don't know, man. Like you, when you go through a bail's bondsman and shit, you don't. You only have to pay a percentage of that. Fifteen percent. Fifteen. Fifteen. So what is that? Does anybody know how to do math? Was that fifteen thousand? Then <laughs> I have right? no clue. Fifteen percent of one hundred thousand, yes, would be fifteen thousand. Yes. And what? I rule. She was pissed, though. She didn't. Know, she was not happy with that at all. See, I'm smart. Not like people say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Deputy Shelby steals the evidence with the carpet fibers on it, and he destroys the evidence, and the charges are dropped. And then you got the scene where where she's driving Norman home, and he's ten miles from ten miles from his house. And then she says, "Get out of my car!" And then he goes, "What?" She goes, "You were getting laid." While I was being arrested, yeah, she's so pissed. I do you think she's more pissed about the fact that he was getting laid, or about the Maybe. fact that he, that he was getting laid while she was being arrested? I think it's that I don't think it would have mattered when it was. I think that she was just pissed right. he was getting laid. Yeah, you know, kind of like I get pissed when you get laid, but you know, uh, <laughs> I am so proud of Norman. He's banging a dime piece. I am so proud of my boy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> boy. Oh, just like Psycho 3 when he was – even though I'm not – I don't think uh, Diana Scarwood's hot. But at the same time, just the fact that he was out on a date with a chick and then he went into the motel and bed her down until he got weird about it. I was so proud of him and now we find out Norman actually can have sex. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that at in terms of the canon of Norman Bates? You know, does it destroy it? No, it fits in no, perfect, think, dude. Exactly. No, I think it fits. I think it works its way in there beautifully. Why not? And you guys got – what do you guys think too? Because a lot of people are like, oh, that's not how I see Mother. That's not how I see Norman and shit like that. But you got to start from somewhere, dude. You can't just be crazy. Like crazy is a fucking – you know, like you got to get there, man. Like that takes a lot of fucked up shit and different, you know, ways of looking at things to reach that point. Like you're not just going to go, ah! And start stabbing people, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what, dude, Alex, you know how you said Norman's like the most normal kid, you know, almost. Yeah, apparently in this town. Dude, that's actually when you mentioned that car scene, that's actually not the scene I was talking about. It's the one that's right after that, bro. You guys know what I'm talking about? 
when uh, uh, when when what when Dylan picks him up on the motorcycle, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys. You know, you may, somebody may think I'm gay or whatever. That's my fucking favorite scene of the whole episode, dude. When he fucking kind of turns the fucking bike back and forth, and Norman's smiling, dude. I love that shit, dude. That was so perfect, dude. Because listen, man. Yeah, it's a psycho show or whatever, but man, you gotta build up those relationships, dude. And that alone, that motorcycle ride, dude. Just brought those two together, and it 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 changed the whole dynamic of those two guys and the show. Yeah, just by him turning that bike like that, like we, you know, I love that. I think they have. There's not a thing I don't love so far. I think yeah. you're right. Everything. I love the progression. I love how you made us feel about the brother in the second episode. I love how you made us huh. feel by the fourth. I love right. how you make us feel. I mean, this is just great, dude. Like everything is progressing along perfectly. Even Norman, even like you, you even wonder, like you think he's going to be up his mom's ass the entire season right? and he'll always just be defending her. And, and you, you, it, it doesn't even occur to you that you're, she's, that he's going to get on her bad side. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think he was going to get on her bad side, even though, you know, we know they have their issues. Yeah, he has a lot of resentment against her in the, in the movie and shit, you know, like when he's talking to her in the, in the parlor and, you know talking about how she's a sick woman and shit like that but yeah yeah, yeah 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 but here's the big scene now dan i know you like that scene but here was the scene i i this is one of those fantastic scenes Dude. of a show where my fucking jaw dropped <laughs> this <Yeah>. was unbelievable <laughs> this chinese dude is in the truck with dylan and he says hey man you know you told that story earlier about how you wanted an advance for your you and your brother could move out on your own. And he hands him $5,000, and that already floors you. That's what's so amazing about the scene. It already floored you that he did that. And you say, wow. Yeah, what a great guy. I don't have friends like this. God damn. But he does, and he's lucky. Now, and you're like, wow, this Chinese guy is a really great guy. And all of a sudden, some piece of shit, hobbles over to the truck and he says something like i don't know even what he said he goes you got your shit together yet i was gonna they wanted me to come break your legs he goes yeah i got my shit together and he pulls a gun out and pops this chinese guy in his throat oh crazy like i was it was dude this show is done so well Nope. That I felt like I was really in the city. I would have been Dylan right there. Like that, it brought me to Dylan's character. So you know what I got out of that too, man. Is um, this may further his um rankings or not his rankings, but the trust that they give him just because he took him to the hospital because mm. he didn't die, obviously. So that guy's gonna not be in debt to him or whatever. But that brought them closer together, which kind of puts him in the forefront of the whole um, you know, weed syndicate deal thing. That's that's what I got from that too. Among other things, but yeah, uh, Jamie, were you shocked as hell when this happened? Shocked as hell. Don't say no to be cool. Please, just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I expected the guy to walk up to him and shoot him. Sure. No, 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 no. I, 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 of course, I didn't expect it. No, I, I have not. I'm trying not to have any kind of connotation or no connotation. I'm trying to have not to have any kind of preconceived notion is what I'm trying to say um, <laughs> about this. And so, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything is surprising me because yeah. I like it that way, you know. But yeah, I would know. I was not. I I did not. I was not ready. <laughs> oh, I was. I was living that scene, man. That was like that was that stuff that I love. That's perfect. 
Was he a dope fiend or a crackhead or what? That's one of those. Either one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he couldn't have been just a bothead, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, yeah, not from weed, dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What bothead? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know. What part never are you smoking? My life. <laughs> never. <laughs> exactly. So that was insane. This dude blasts over to the hospital, drops the du- the dude off, and he takes off because obviously anyone you drop off, it's just like Halloween three. I was always told that when someone's her, you should be, you know, whatever that dude would say when he dropped off the, uh, yep. you know, uh, what's her name's dad? Yeah. Who owned the mask shop. Right. And uh, he was in, you know, you just take off. You don't want nothing to do with it. Look, I helped him. I told you that story, bro. Remember how fucking I, I remember I cut my finger, dude, and I was gushing blood. I was shit-faced, dude. So don't tell me all your friends took off as soon as you got dropped off. I told them to, man. I didn't, Dude, if the cops are, oh, you're shit-faced? Okay, who drove you here? Okay, guys, come here. Come with us. Like, I was like, yo, get out of here. We're, uh-huh. we're shit-faced. You're such you know? a man, Dan. You took one for the team. Let me I tell was- you. Was, My friends left me in a in a river. Okay, we were all in the dorm one night, and we were in a drinking. van down by the river. No, there was no van even, just the river. <laughs> uh, we all decided we were going to walk downtown and pick up a flagpole, which is like the local. This is what's going on, rag, you know. So um, we're going to go I, pick a magazine like that. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, all right, uh, we were going to go pick one up. So, like, but we're drunk as shit, like all of us. And we're walking, and we come to this footbridge. Only I kind of veer to the left a little bit and end up, like, oh. falling down the embankment and landing in the right. river. And I'm sitting there. It's really shallow. I'm just kind of sitting there. And, like, some of my friends, like, start to come in and get me. And they're like, no, 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 no. We'll get all muddy. We'll get her on the way back. What? <laughs> Leave my ass. <laughs> sitting in the water. Wow. Just sitting there. I tried to climb up the bank, but it was too steep and muddy. So I just sat there and waited for him. And like people are crossing the bridge, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing down there? Chatting with the beavers?" I mean, it just. It, and that was an actual question. I didn't think we had beavers there on campus, but you know, whatever. Um, Jesus, Jamie. <laughs> they did get me on the way back, though. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm glad they're so considerate. Wow. Uh, and I thought Did somebody I had really fun. ask that question, Jamie? Are you yeah. still, I would have stared at him like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I, I thought I had bad friends. Dickheads. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. All so, right. Yeah. Norman and en- uh, Emma. Yep. Shit up her nose. Yep. <laughs> That's where ah. she... <laughs> that's where this is the episode where she takes the thing too and knocks the door open because they yeah they yeah they, uh, she looks up what does she do man she does research and she's got the book and she somehow track because norm okay norman tells emma about everything that went down he fills her in with you know um i went in this guy's basement lottie dottie and then fucking she's like okay and she finds it somehow i don't even know how but she finds it a cop the cop or somebody has a – is it a boat, guys, or is it just like a boathouse? Oh, one of those. Kenny's, Kenny's boat? That was is just, it uh, Kenny's? Oh. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. They went in there. Oh, that, that was eh. – <laughs> those are one of those stretches like right. – I don't know. Like, you know, Kenny has a boat, so let's go search that. Where would you hide a girl if you wanted to get her? And how about this? Why did the cop – uh, Shelby, um, get her, get the Asian chick out of his basement because he saw that the windows were broken and doors open. He realized somebody was down there. So if anybody comes to double check this, 
she won't be there. I guess that's the thinking, and obviously a cop would say that. So maybe, man. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Okay, that's cool. But then you say if you were gonna hide a body or a human being somewhere, where would you, you'd hide it in a place that a dead guy? Because nobody's gonna look there. And it, this bitch happens to burst out of a closet in the boat. That I didn't like that. No, nope. doesn't work. But whatever, I'll go All with right. it. Yeah. Well, it's not even like that. It's just shit like that, dude. I mean, look at. I mean, we're talking about great scenes and shit like that. You let it slide, man. You know, if we're gonna rape this episode and shit, yeah, yeah it might get one less than usual. But right. dude, overall, come on, man. That's that's like Jamie said. You know, like why would you nitpick and look at for all this shit when overall it's fucking awesome, man. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I got. Listen, if I got, if we got to talk to anybody from that show, we'd be sucking their balls on this show. You know what I mean? Like we <laughs> we wouldn't be saying nothing negative, honestly. I mean. Uh, uh, I just, uh, we gotta get somebody from that show. Does obviously. that only go for people from that show? I, I would not suck the balls of anybody else. <laughs> would you suck Kevin Bacon's balls on the following? <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Only because he was Jack Burl. Exactly. <laughs> I would because fucking Ryan is a badass. Yeah. Hey, does Jamie know the guest that we just got? I don't know. Do I know? Oh. <gasps> Should, oh, should, talking... should we announce this before it's locked? Are you Catherine... talking about Catherine oh. Isabel? Yeah! 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, hey, I knew about that because... Oh, no, you didn't know shit. I did, too. And actually, all <laughs> six main characters are available. Who else? Who else? I haven't seen it yet, so I don't even know who else other than her is in it. She she was also in something called Ginger Snaps. Ever hear of that? Snaps one and two, and she's in Freddy vs. Jason, and she's and in... three, and three. Oh! <gasps> Should they made a third one? Oh, is that the prequel? The, yeah. No. Yeah, um, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, they're all good. Um, yeah. hmm. never saw them yet. <laughs> I've been meaning to. She's I've been meaning. Hot in in Ginger Snaps. She's fucking hot in that movie. I just yeah. oh you, my lord. Jamie, are you gonna do that? I'm liking it. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Sure. I don't have anybody locked in for that one, but I'm I'm sure I'll cover it at some point. All right, let's All right. Get, let's get good. Yeah, let's get this over an hour, so let's just cut this. Ready? Uh, so they, yeah. So look, they find the Asian girl in the boat. It is what it is, and they bring her, which is ridiculous premise. But hey, I guess when you're a kid, you don't think further through. They bring her to the Bates Motel, and Norma comes in. She's like, "What the hell is this?" And it's like, and he says, "This is that girl I was telling you about that was in this dude's basement." And then the girl's like, he raped me. And she brings in a newspaper and she's like, that's him. That's him. Yes. You know, hor- horrible acting. But I guess if you're just, if you're speaking broken English, there is no good acting. You know. What do you guys think? Now, I'd be pissed if they did this. I think it would be a cop out because I could see it coming. There were two guys in that picture and she did not point at Deputy Show. <gasps> that guy now, who is was, not wh- a main character, though. I don't know. Some dude in the- Looking like the brawny man. I don't know. But <laughs> it was you know? not. Did you really? Are you sure about this? This that other guy was not a main character. Who who else, who was it? I mean, maybe it is, and 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 I didn't know. But dude, he could easily be introduced later. You never know with TV. But dude, all things, I know. Do you remember that. that cop from Sleepaway Camp that had the fake mustache yes. in the second half of the? Th- I mean, like it was looked like electrical tape across his lip. 
Yes. <laughs> That's who I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. I thought, Jamie, I thought you were going to say Felissa Rose in the fourth one with that her fake fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Let, okay, who's the super observant one? Who knew whether or not this Asian chick in the boat was the same one in his basement? Is this a fact? She had to leave because she was late for her shoot on the following. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> begging on the fucking floor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am so kidding, so kidding. But I mean, in really though, what would be the odds? Though, I mean, what didn't yeah. that you assumed? Isn't that well? I'm just saying because that's the only way Dan's thing could work. Because obviously, if she was in Shelby's basement, then she would identify him. But if it was a different girl, which I will probably skip skim through episode three and just make sure and if they match looks. And that's the only way that she could have been looking at somebody else. I still think there's a twist to come with that Deputy Shelby thing. Listen, they're setting him up as the bad guy. If I know the writers are lost and how TV goes, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be, I could be so fucking far off. I just feel like there's some element that they have yet to reveal. So. Mm. Well, it ends off with a great ending and something I would have done if I was Dylan. Dylan's driving around in the same truck that his buddy got shot in. And mm. he sees Ooh. this piece of shit walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's random, sure. We'll, but we'll go with it once again. Right. And he he runs the guy over oh. with, a, with a gigantic truck. Now, uh, I'm a little vague. Now, he hit the guy... But it seemed like the guy was still alive. Now, did he back up over him again? No. I thought he was going to, but no, he didn't. But he didn't, right? Nope. That's what I thought. He was going to, but then something got convoluted where I I don't remember if he did or not. He stops. That's why. He stops, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's going back. And he ends up not going back, but yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So this guy might be alive, which could cause more trouble. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. But that was awesome. Yes, if somebody pops your buddy in the throat uh, and you see them, fuck it. You know, it's weird, man. It's almost like in this town, you just move in there and it's like all bets are off, man. Like, hey, we could kill people. If you do something wrong, you're dead. You know, like uh, the normal rules of life don't apply here, so – and that's what I, I like. It's a it's a town, man. It's a story about a fucking town with Norma, Norman, and everybody else in it. Dude, what do you guys think if it was just about fucking Norman and mother and maybe a couple other characters? Dude, I think. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. We're talking. We're we're theorizing here, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like this whole element of the town. I think it's so fucking fresh and vibrant as opposed to just like I got mother issues. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that would get old, man. Yeah, that's one element, and of course it's the driving force behind the whole show. But, dude, it, you got to get away from it. you got to throw in scenes where they're on the motorcycle and shit. You just have to. It, it's just a – what a fucking show, dude. I'm sorry. This it's is great. great shit, dude. Yeah. So, okay, what are your ratings overall for the show so far? And we'll go we'll go Netflix again. So it's uh, hated it. Hated it. Liked it. No, we hated it. Something like. <laughs> hated it. Didn't like it. <laughs> liked it, really liked it, and loved, loved it. it. Yes. All right. Okay. Wait, uh, Jamie, you first. Loved it. I love. Okay, you love the show. Okay. I Jamie, do. Let's... I mean, so far, so far, I love it. I mean, it's it's got a couple of blemishes that, you know, you pretty much covered. But I, I agree. I, all of those things, I don't. I give it a pass because yep. it is so good. Yep. I agree. 
Devs? Same here, Jamie. I fucking loved it. Five out of five, and I also give it a five. So this has a 15 rating. So Jesus. if anybody... I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> it <laughs> sounds oh, awful. You just said, little kid, but you're special. You touched my heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Dan, do you live with me and I don't even know it or something? <laughs> give me the map, Scott. Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> it's, it's too bad we didn't release the show two weeks ago because if people were on the fence on whether or not they were going to get into the show, they didn't. Wasn't the last week, um, the week of uh, April? What, what was the fifteenth? Was Monday? Right? Yeah. Um, wasn't that the day where they played every single episode? Yes. In, yeah. So we should have told everybody this about it. Yeah. But whatever. I'm sure you guys can find it. day and age, they have 150 different ways they can watch it now if they really want to, you know. Nobody or they can just wait enough. for like a month and then plug it directly guys. into the screen. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but what, yeah, but guys, what day was fucking Monday, dude? Come on. I mean, nobody was watching that shit. Everybody was watching the news. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I, was, I wasn't watching Facebook. I honestly, yet. I was not. I avoided yeah. all social networks and all except for talking to you guys or whatever. And, you know, right. anything outside of that, I was completely closed off. Good for you. My buddy said the same thing, man. I wish I was that strong. I just, well, it's, it's because I'm that emotional. Right. You know, I can't take it. Like during oh, during dude. 9-11, I, yep. it was, it almost killed me. Like I was. Dude. I, during the day, I'm watching the I'm watching CNN. During the night, I was watching BBC. I never slept. Oh, I bawled, you know, constantly. Maybe. So yeah, yeah. dude, <laughs> I was going through. Yeah, I was crying one second, then I punched a hole in my wall. I think I broke my knuckle at one point. I was like all sketched out. I was fine, but my knuckles bleeding. And then like I would get this anxiety too, man. I've never fucking felt that way in my life, dude. It was crazy, dude. But yeah, like I don't know. Um, I don't see myself uh, sitting down and watching the uh, Bates Motel Marathon, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm sure a lot of people d- that normally would have uh, didn't, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was a bad day for marathoning. Oh, uh, right. So there you go. So that's Ouch. our overall rating. F- <laughs> you all right? No, that was just really funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, thought you, I was like, is Jamie okay? <laughs> no, that was, that was really funny. I'm sorry. I uh so yeah that was bates motel we this gets the skeleton crew approval rating that's five bones out of five from each of us that's 15 bones that's a whole lot of bones that's a lot of bones it's a motherfucking stack of bones now what can they they trade these bones in can they (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are redeemable at any skeleton crew dungeon Uh yeah what do they do with these bones this is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Nude in theaters, Olga Kurilenko and Rachel McAdams both get naked in To the Wonder. Olga, who also co-stars with Tom Cruise in Oblivion, bears breasts, and Rachel serves up her McAdams apples. To the Wonder will cause erectile thunder. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Blu-ray, Carrie Washington shows off her Tarantitos in Django Unchained. At the 1 hour 31 minute mark, Carrie gets freed from a hotbox, and we see her hotbox. That'll erect the Washington Monument in your pants. 
Nude on DirecTV, Tandy Newton goes undercover and gets uncovered in the original series, Rogue. The show's filled with amazingly explicit skin, including Tandy looking dandy bearing TNA. It's not DirecTV, it's TV. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. Alright guys, we have Don Coscarelli on the show, the director of John Dies at the End and of course Phantasm. And you know, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks a lot for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, and you know, I want to tell you just a little side note before we even begin. It's really kind of cool because your 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 newest movie, John Dies at the End, this actually was released on the one year anniversary of our show on uh on Tuesday. Wow. Okay. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's gotta be a cosmic meaning to that. That, talking, so. uh, on this show, it's a, it's a kind of an ongoing theme that we have stuff that happens like that all the time. Sometimes three, four coincidences in a day, so it fits right along with the with the whole scheme of things. So exactly. yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I'm a big fan of this movie too, Don. You know, I saw it, and honestly, from that first shot, you know, unbelievable. It had me when when you zoom in uh, on on uh, on the main character there in the snow. Unbelievable, had me. From the first shot, it was unbelievable. And I just want to ask you, too, with, with like a movie like this, and, you know, it's kind of left field, if you will, you know, it, it's it's definitely out there. Did, did you find it hard to translate what was in the book onto screen? And I mean, you know, I know budget is always a, a big concern and all that, but just as far as imagination-wise. You know, um, it, it probably was a bigger uh, challenge than I expected at the time. Um, and thanks for the, the kind words about the movie. Really appreciate that. It's nice to know that it's, it's connecting. Um, oh, I you love know, it. A lot of times when you're making a movie, you're, you're out there just working in the vacuum and just you know doing things for your own uh, pleasure, so to speak. And so it's nice when folks get that. Uh, but yeah, it, the thing is, is that I think on almost, all, on almost a daily basis, there was something new or different that had to be uh, done or figured out or accomplished on this movie. Unlike my other films, some of the other ones seem much more simple in that respect. Because, for instance, it seemed every day there was something different. Like, we'd have to do the uh, uh, that sequence with the mustache, where the mustache <laughs> well, removes itself and flies <laughs> around. I mean, you know... <laughs> You start shooting that, you well, how's this going to work? It's going to look ridiculous, you know, and it's got to work through it every day, you know, and then, and then the next day we're dealing with that, uh, you know, maybe my favorite actor in the movie, Barkley the dog, and, and this oh. dog has to talk, and how are we going to figure out and shoot this dog like it's going to look like he's talking to him, you know, and then the next day we've got to make that work on the, uh, the monster made out of freezer meat, you know, assembled <laughs> out of these cold cuts, you know, type of thing. So these are all things that, you know, they, uh, you just, going into it, you couldn't have the experience to do all of it. So it was a, a, a learning process for me. Yeah, can you imagine you're still learning after all this time? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's what makes life interesting. It's learning something new every day. Yeah. Like, you would think that you could walk into a movie and, like, you know everything at this point. Then you get some whacked-out movie like this, and it's like, okay, I have to make a meat man come yeah. to life? <laughs> no, it's and, really true. That, 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 that meat monster, for instance, which is, <laughs> you know, one of our signature effects in the film, 
uh, you know, trying to figure out how to do that. Because he, he actually had to interact with the actors <laughs> in this right. uh, sequence. And, you know, for a while I was thinking about maybe shooting it as a, uh, a digital construct. But, you know, how, you know, there's a, you know, that, the, the sausage link has to fly out and grab the actor <laughs> around the neck and choke him and warm up. And, you know, yeah. and how are you going to do that? I worked with this great, the guy who did our animated sequences of the film also did some illustrations. He did an illustration of that meat monster. And mm. the first time I looked at the illustration, I thought, oh wow, we could do this as a man in a suit. And once, mm. you know, that was a possibility, then it was a lot easier, believe me. Right. Right. And yeah, it's so, you know, when, when people describe this to you, you get stuff like, you know, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's, it's wacky and stuff like that. But I think it's, it's almost tougher to do a film like this because it's all over the place, but it keeps a really good tone throughout. That's not necessarily full comedy. This isn't necessarily horror. And we talk about this all the time too, about labeling stuff, you know, about mm-hmm. even like the new Bates motel and everybody's trying to compare it to, it's like, you guys got to understand it's a reimagined. But even saying that, it, it constricts it to something. You know what I mean? So with movies like this, it's got to be hard to keep uh, 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 the same tone and go all over the place. You hit it right on that. It's, uh, tone was so difficult to, to, to follow, to track, to, you know, from scene to scene. And, 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 and believe me, you know, at the, you know Harry Truman used to say thing about the buck stops here. That's how it is when you're the movie director on the set. And everybody comes to you for, for answers. You know, actors come to me and say, well, what, what am I doing here? I mean, uh, how do I play this? I'm like, a lot of times I'm like, I have no idea how you're going to yeah. play this. <laughs> and we just try it. Uh, I think more so in this film than anyone I've ever worked at. Because it was so strange, is I would have the actors bracket their performances. So, you know, right. I would do a way over the top version of a scene. And then I would go back and I'd say, okay, now let's try one super underplayed. Right. Play it very straight on, you know. Now let's try to do one in the middle. And I'd and yeah. maybe do eight or nine takes every, every time out. And, uh, that way I wouldn't have to make those, the, come up with those answers. Mm-hmm. I would, wait until editing and look through the material. Which take usually made it to the uh, to the film? I'm thinking some of the wilder takes made it in the film to tell you the truth. It was pretty over the top throughout. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you know how I said about the combination? See, <laughs> I'm so glad you just said that, Dom, because that to me was perfect. That one scene with the bratwurst, you know, it's so over the top. <laughs> but, but see, but this is what I love about it, because it was both, right? It was, it was, it was the joke at the end, but it was so ridiculous. Like, okay, get the bratwurst. And, you know, okay, you got money. He's like, no, that bratwurst was five bucks. See, that bratwurst was five yeah. bucks. Okay. And then, and then the whole bill thing. Oh, there's no bill in there. And then the, the, obviously the line at the end. Okay. You got your ATM card. I yeah, fucking yeah. died. I, you know, it, it, this is like, uh, like heaven hearing you say that because, <laughs> I can't tell you that the nights sitting in my little editing trailer watching those scenes and I'm like thinking, okay, this is a scene where the movie crashes and burns. Nobody's gonna <laughs> not gonna go with this kid walking around with a hot dog in his ear. They're gonna think you're an idiot, Don. You, you the movie's a disaster. And to hear you say something like that is just awesome. Let me tell you. Uh, I, but as I listen to you say that though, I really gotta, Credit to two young guys who played our two leads because you know they would they would play the they would play it straight. 
great. Like, it certainly the Dave character, you know, when he was talking over that phone, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, then John playing it when he was calling from the afterlife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can you get my body? So well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was really set up well. Like, he was like, okay, I get it. I, I could talk to you through anything. It's not the phone. Yeah, right, you know. Yeah. So that's how he was able to play it straight. He accepted the circumstance. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you. About the book, is there anything in the book that pained you to cut out of this movie? Um, oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a wealth of material. And, you know, and, and listening to you know, previous discussion on that sequence, you have to give so much credit to... David Wong. He's his not his pen name, his real name is Jason Pargin, you know, first time novelist, um, but a, a guy with immense talents. I mean his his day job, he he's a senior editor at crack.com and in some of the, the pieces that he's written on that are just amazing. Um, but in any case, yeah, there were some great there were some great thing, things in the book that I you know, one of my favorites is I there were t- there were time jumps where where Dave was interested in dating this girl and he would go to bed and he wakes up in the morning shocked to find the girl in bed with him mm-hmm. and then he get out of the bed and looks in the mirror and he's now going to go tea he went to bed and six months have passed wow. and now he's married to this girl so there are these these jump, insane jumps of structure that. Uh, you know, just couldn't um, couldn't fit in. There's another sequence where the, the soy sauce tells Dave how to go get a pistol, and he mm. basically goes into the bad side of town and uh, takes on this drug dealer. And the, it's almost like the soy sauce feeds in the lines to tell the guy. It's some really great stuff. But you know, we we're, the movie's a little long as it is. There's no more room for all the good things. Um, and there's also, just uh, uh, mentioning the deleted scenes, there's some scenes yeah. that we did shoot that just couldn't fit into the movie that are still pretty cool that are in the DVD, so you might want to check those out, too. Oh, cool. Absolutely, yeah. And and the movie did definitely jump around. I mean, you know, different dimensions and all that. But I yeah. think... Yeah, oh, and that was creepy, by the way. That guy with that mask, man, that reminded me of like a uh, like a, a Pink Floyd video or whatever. Not referencing anything in particular, but man, that, that got me for some reason. That guy, and it almost kind of looked like a real face, but it obviously wasn't. It was just... Uh, <laughs> that was a little crazy to me. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's way out there stuff, definitely. Yeah. Oh, and uh, th- see, that's a, that leads me to my next question too, Don. Now, <laughs> you know, when when you do interviews and stuff like that, obviously the uh, the drug aspect is brought up uh, <laughs> on occasion, at the very least, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <It is. laughs> I, and I, I got a quick question though about that because I was just curious as to your take on that and how you see it. Now, I'm not asking you if you, you take drugs; it's nothing like that. But it, how do you see your movies? Because the, well, I, well, I, it's okay. It's all right. I used some drugs in my day. <laughs> Cut, cut my consumption way back, though. <laughs> hey, how do you think Phantasm was made? Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> it wasn't important back then, though. <laughs> well, I'm 28, and I and and it's no secret to the show. I take a lot of mushrooms, where I have in my day. It's like you know, I, I probably said, the last time I did was probably about I don't know six months ago. But my my point being that on uh, when when you get on mushrooms and, and you get that feeling, it's not that 
it's not so much, oh, crazy yeah. things are happening as so much it is. These things are happening and it seems to make sense even more so if, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, look, I, you, you, you make complete sense to me. There's okay, no question good. about that. I think we're, 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 we're operating on the same plane. I get exactly what you say. And it was absolutely a, a dream of mine to find that, uh, the movie might be considered as, you know, one of the great drug movies of the decade. They don't, <laughs> you know, that, that's a little, it's a little sub, sub cult that they don't make them that often. I think in the 60s, right. of course, there was, 2001, and then in the 70s and 80s, you had the Cheech and Chong movies. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, we, I would, we'd be happy to carry that down. So, and, I, and I'm actually happy that, uh, that folks can, can, can appreciate it in that hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic right. way. Right. Yeah. So it certainly was, was the intention, I think, from the book, and then certainly my interpretation of it. So, um, yeah. Hopefully the the audience that watches that watches it that are fully baked will uh, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too. Like I said before, it, it just it exudes this energy where in any state of mind, it's just fun. You know, this movie isn't. Oh, this has got some amazing M Night Shyamalan end. Which, by the way, me and Alex were talking, and you know, we still can't get it, which is pretty much makes sense with the whole movie. But John doesn't die at the end. I don't get it. And, and I, I want to make this clear too. I've never read the books either. So I know there's a, there's a book sequel, correct? And maybe, you know. Yeah, there's a whole another half to this. So John will die in the second end. Yeah, right? Well, a lot of folks have their own interpretations on what the exact meaning of the ending is. But, uh-huh. uh, I think we can safely say he definitely dies in the middle. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, John dies in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, speaking of sequel, now, I, I'm sure you've gotten this question a bunch, but um, would you like to do it, um, a sequel? Well, let's start with the title. The title, uh, he didn't title his second book, John <laughs> Dies at the End Again. He titled it, This Book is Full of Spiders, <laughs> Seriously, Dude, Don't Touch It. <laughs> and there are these intracranial spider creatures that get into you that are freaking awesome. The, the guy, I told you the guy's a genius, and the, the sequel uh, just proved that. And, the, and his fans of the book just love the sequel. Yeah, look, it, it's a little premature to talk about now, but, if, you know, look, if, right. if, if everybody went out there and bought a copy, or two copies of the DVD, and uh, it was on video on demand, um, we could get to be talking about a sequel. So, you know, it's more a function of how it does in the the international markets and all of that stuff. But yeah, if it, if it, if it happens that there was that kind of interest, um, I, I'd, I'd absolutely be uh, all for it. Yeah, you know, I was watching it, man, like today, and it was so well done and so thought out. You really, you really brought a crazy like thing to life. You really made it make sense. You made it like I don't know. I really, I felt like I was like living through the movie. And yes. it, it's, I gotta ask you, as a director, how does it feel like yesterday when that movie comes out, when the movie you worked on for so many years or however, whatever long it is, when it comes out, what's that day like? Like yesterday, what was that like for you when it when it hit the public? Well, well, let me let me tell you, it, it, it's a it's amazing relief to finally think that um, you know it's it, it's finally complete and and nothing more needs to be done. That, that's pretty cool. The fact that it's all encapsulated in a 
in a, a nice high-end Blu-ray that everybody can watch. Yeah. That, you know, from the mm-hmm. point of view, that's great. What was really sweet last night was uh, we did a signing in uh, Burbank, California, outside of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. over at this store called Dark Delicacies, which is a horror bookstore and, and paraphernalia type deal. And the entire cast was out. Oh, wow. Well, almost dark out. But we had cool. Don and Dave, and we had uh, Doug Jones, who's an amazing talent. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen him in the Hellboy movies. And Yep. And Dan Roebuck, who played that mask guy you're talking about. So we had about eight or nine actors and producers, and you know, like a couple hundred folks showed up to buy DVDs and get get all these this dozen signatures on the DVD. And they were all so nice. Guys would meet the fans, would like the movie. It was it was a great way to sort of end the whole process. With yeah, everybody. that must be the best part. Yeah. You know, I brought a couple cases of beers along. <laughs> and yes, it was a really nice evening. <laughs> I. I and it was great. Wow. See, you say that too, Don, and ah, it's crazy because me and Alex talk about this a lot too. We we watch a lot of movies and stuff, and like um, and and, and, and believe me, I'm not putting her down or anything. We recently had Linda Blair on, and uh, she was at the very end of her press junket. She was tired, and uh-huh. we addressed it, and it yeah. was good. But it just um, it just seems like you. You love this shit. And some people say, you know, they come across <laughs> like they love it. But you I do. Absolutely. I do. It's just, it's crazy to me, though, because I've seen interviews with you and even you saying certain things like, um, like, uh, you know, you pay attention, like you're fascinated by certain trends and stuff like that. Man, I was looking at your interviews. I was looking for more. I was pissed off because I couldn't find any more. You are an interesting <laughs> person, not only a director, but me and Alex are like kind of not people's person in, in that, you know, in that sense. But we really, we, yeah. we like studying people. We think it's fascinating. And you, sir, are a fascinating person. I, I, I like the way you roll, Don Coscarelli. <laughs> oh, hey, look, thank you for saying that. But, you know, the truth is that I have been blessed to have had some early success in this, what we call, horror genre. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, it's a really cool place to be. I mean, let's face it, you know, a lot of guys may look like nerds, but the cool cats are in the horror genre. And so, you know, uh, if you ever get a chance to, you know, you go to the, the horror conventions and meet the folks. Yep. And, 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 and what's so interesting, and I, I just want to make this point, is a lot of folks look at my movies and they go, oh, famous cult director, <laughs> as yeah. if cult is a pejorative term meaning right. bad. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is what cult really means is it means passion. And what is wrong about hanging out with folks that are passionate about their movies? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, they love them and they love the, the aspect of it. And, and, and I do too, because the thing is, is that, oh, why did I start making horror movies? Because I was a geek for, you know, sci-fi, for horror, for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can sit and talk about it all day long. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say too, man. If, you know, if you ever, if you ever want to come back on, man, I could we could shoot the shit with you for hours. So. Yeah. And Tony, I want to ask you one last thing. Sure. When you know how like you know Phantasm is so huge, and you know that obviously you've grown and developed as a director, isn't it crazy? Like when people tell you like 
yeah, yeah, those movies were good, but Phantasm was the best. And you're like, no, I got way better than Phantasm. Look at this new movie. I'm way more talented. <laughs> like, what does it feel like as, as a creative person who has grown and technically gotten better, but people still latch on to something you did 30, 40 years ago? Like, what is that like? Is that like Make a- Phantasm 8. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, listen, a lot of folks have talk and they want a Phantasm 5, you know, and uh, I... <laughs> You know, I, I'm thinking like, well, how many phantasms can a person do in right. one lifetime? Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that could still happen. The actors still look great. You know, there's, you know, never say never on that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I would just say that, uh, I see the original phantasm as just being a blessing. The fact that I, it, it, I had some success. I was able to make more movies. So I always look at it really fondly. I've stayed, I've stayed great friends with all of those actors, with Michael Baldwin, with Reggie Bannister, with Angus Scrim. So these are like lifetime friends that I made during, during that movie. And, uh, you know, look, I, you can't fight, fight it. I, I realize now that, you know, one day on my tombstone, it's going to say, the guy who made Phantasm, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it, so I just enjoy it. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. You are the coolest. And, uh, you know, if everybody loves John Dies at the End, go buy the Blu-ray. It's it's out now, and you will see a part two. You know, you show enough interest, you support the thing, you're going to see a sequel. And that's what he's alluding to, obviously. So, <laughs> but, Well, thank you guys so much. This has been just oh, great. Thank you, wonderful John. talking to you both, and, uh, and I'll, I will come back soon. Thanks, man. Great. Absolutely. Hey, Don, you made my week. I, I really do appreciate it. So thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy. All righty, guys. All right, man. I can't even look at you now. You've wasted all of my time. You've wasted all of my time, 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 time I can't even think of you now I want you out of my side I want you out of my side, side, side But I'm Hello there, this is uh, John in the UK, excellent show uh, that you do, congratulations on a year, I haven't been listening for a year, probably about six or seven months, really good, all, all three of you do a really, really good podcast, one of the most that I enjoy listening to, and I want to point out Alex, uh, Hello Bay Tech, I still don't think that you've tried watching it, give it more than 20 minutes. And it was a really, really fun film. Don Coscarelli, Ozzy Davis, 
And of course, thank God for Bruce Campbell. Uh, really, really enjoyable film. Really enjoyed the podcast on the Evil Dead and especially on the Psycho. And as I said, I went and bought the box set and I've been getting through those films. So well done. Congratulations and keep it up and take care. We're back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview, Dan. You killed it, dude. Uh, nobody knows tripping shrooms like you do, man. I mean, thank you. You, yeah, I'm, you really. It, it was. It, it made me cry. It did. I got really emotional when you guys connected on the whole drug thing. I was, I, I a <laughs> tear ran down my cheek. <laughs> I was like, this is the most beautiful moment on the show. Well, because I I've struggled with that in the past. Like I uh, I had that one interview that I'm not gonna name, and uh, you know it was just um it was fun, man. I uh, I felt like I got across things that I wanted to get across, which in the past wasn't always the case. So, yeah. Uh, you you had that. You said you didn't like the Adam Green. I think. Oh no, you like that one. I, I just fucking one told you, you not to mention it, Alex. You I know, I won't. Mention I won't. It. <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding. Yeah, well, no, that was our, that was one of our first ones, man. I was nervous, and then I get fucking, uh, you know, Linda Blair, and I'm talking about the stars and unicorns and shit, like. You know, <laughs> so. That was great, though. I liked how you said the stars aligned for Scream. I actually agreed with you. I don't know why you thought that was weird, but hey, listen, I, I tell guys I'm a woman compared to them. <laughs> so you're you're not that bad off, and and dude, if you listen back to Linda Blair interview, that was the most like biz- we should like cut together one day everything I said that she shot down. Like it was like now you're really religious, I guess, because she mentioned going to church. She's like no spiritual. I was like oh excuse me, yeah, and I go now what did you think of that parody of your character in Scary Movie Two? Uh, what can we talk about something I know about? I'm like oh okay. Uh, now you, you, uh, you, so you don the makeup one more time for, uh, Exorcist 2. She's like, no, I never wore that makeup again. Yeah. I was like, oh, it must've been somebody else then. Okay. <laughs> Everything. There was one more, I think. I was you like, were like, uh, did the, did the guys like not even touch you? She was like, no, I've never had a problem with the guys. That's when I came in like, well, you're beautiful. Cause I was like, Alex is killing her. No. <laughs> <laughs> and but did you tell her I said she's cute as a button? Because then that you were supposed to. I think it, uh, I, I don't think remember it's, if you did or not. Honestly, I think you said something before we aired. So okay. yeah, maybe before. Yeah, sweeten her up. I might. <laughs> I, I, I promise nothing. I can't remember. I want to say I did, but I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah, that that was just a constant interview of everything I said was shot down. It was like the most – I was like, oh, get me out of this. And it was also – everything was a transition. Well, not everything, but it was like she could not wait to talk about those puppies. And it's like, <sighs> we got it, lady. Like, well, this isn't our first rodeo. We'll get to the pups. I love puppies. I got a little puppy. We'll get to it. 
You know? Yeah, I, I struggle. I struggle with that. What do the listeners want to hear, and what do these people want to talk about? A really good interviewer would focus on what they want to talk about, yep. but I'm more concerned with the audience, and Dan is. That's just our thing. So I don't think you guys want to hear about her rescuing puppies. So I talked about, I don't know. But I asked her, how was life after Exorcist? Not how was the movie or how did you do this? How did you spin your head around? Or how did you walk down the stairs? I didn't ask her that. I said, I said, how was your life? What was it like dating dudes and stuff after that happened? And, and then I was like, well, what made you pick to do part two? Not many people ask that. And, and I actually verified that. And, um, and then I said, um, did, you, did, did you see the spoof on your, your character? It was pretty famous i mean a lot of people have seen that and what does she think of does she have a sense of humor about it that's all just saying i didn't do the typical approach where i just talked about the movie you know i i danced around the movie if you will i didn't exactly talk about I danced it around yeah i didn't talk about oh. it and say but she just wanted to talk about the puppies yeah that, that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> and that's what i uh I don't want to. We talked about the goddamn dogs. You know what I mean? Like, like we don't have to talk about them in the first five minutes of the interview. That's that's all I'm saying. Well, like I said before, I think she she didn't know if we knew about um, the the time situation because we had a uh, certain amount of time. So I don't know if she knew that we knew that she had to be off in fucking ten minutes or whatever. So she was probably thinking. Well, I gotta get this dog shit in here. I gotta, get, <laughs> you know, not dog, dog shit. shit. Yeah, I gotta get all these fucking things in, and um, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, she just didn't know that we're fucking professionals, and we got it, baby. That's right. Hey, man, we did we did eight minutes interview with Danny Trail, yo, yo, peace soup, baby, peace soup. If you do eight minute interviews with Danny Trail, you could do anything. Hey, man, like I'm like a woman compared to you. Yeah. Hey, hey, do you ever have to bitch slap anyone when you were in um in uh San Quentin? He goes, I still do. He goes, Yeah, man. I still I can't believe he answered me and then say, Are you a fucking idiot? Did you ever just slap somebody that used to get out of line? Yeah, man, still do. <laughs> oh man. Oh god, what an idiot.
All right. Uh, it is time for the Lords of Salem review. And uh, we have a savior amongst us because, believe it or not, Dan lives in Boston and couldn't watch a movie about the Salem witches. And Jamie does not have it in Georgia either. So it is just me and our main man, Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. What's up, fuckers? So, dude, thanks for coming on, dude, and uh, filling in here. Anytime, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. So I guess we can just get into this. So, you know, it's a long-awaited movie. The first one where it's like ever since the House of a Thousand thing going on, then it was the Halloween thing, and everyone's like, stop making Halloweens, which I don't know why. I like the second one, but... No, I I, I agree. I just, last year, I just recently uh, watched both of his Halloween movies, and upon reviewing them again, I really didn't like the first one that much. I I guess because it compares so much to the original series. Whereas, whereas the second one is truly like his own thing, and he really just went off and did what he wanted to do, and it's much more unique, and for me, it's much more entertaining. It, that's exactly the same thing I feel, man. Like yeah. that first one is just like the beginning is great, and then it's. I think that the last good point of Halloween one, Rob Zombie, is when little Michael rips the nurse's throat out with a fork. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. that, I am done. Yeah, I just can't. It's just uh, unwatchable. Yeah, I um, I almost couldn't sit through it when I watched it last year. I don't, I don't know. I just felt disconnected. Maybe because I just sat through all of the original Halloween series. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to see like the same thing, just not done as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's just I don't know. I am glad though that uh, with Lords of Salem, I think it's the perfect movie for Rob Zombie to make after those. I mean. It's a totally different movie. It's a you know a witch movie, a satanic movie. It's totally outside of the slasher realm, and I think it was the perfect next movie for Rob Zombie to make. Yeah, perfect uh, one to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it came out perfect, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. definitely the right the right way to go for him creatively. Right. Whether or not it came out, you know, great. You know, that's another story. Exactly. Well, uh, he accomplished some things in this movie. One of them was it was the most amount of naked girls that you don't want to see in a movie. I think. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> You're right about. You know, I was wondering now. Now those chicks, I mean, how much makeup do they have on their bodies and stuff? Yeah, or do they really look like that? I I was wondering. I was kind of cringing a lot too, though. But I guess that's what he was going for. The the one, yeah, there was one obvious one, which was a famous person. What's her name? Meg Meg Foster, and she was great in that role. I didn't even know it was her until I looked it up after the movie. And she's okay. yeah, she's from They Live and uh, Stepfather Two. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how positive this will be, but let's just start with some positives. Uh, okay, Heidi, some characters, Heidi, Sherry Moon Zombie. Her her acting has gotten a lot better. Yeah, I was. That was my main fear going into this movie because I really despise her in almost every other movie of Rob Zombie's. But this one is definitely her best acting to date, mm-hmm. and she's not. She's still not the greatest person on the screen, but she uh, is is a lot better. And she's not horrid. You know, if if you think that she's not very good, you know, she's not the worst part about this movie. Yeah, it, like just that. Remember how bad her acting was, even in a simple scene like Halloween with Rob Zombie when he, she's yelling at Ronnie in the kitchen. Those phony faces, and 
oh, the chick, the girl with the big tits, yeah, you you like her? Like, so yeah. she couldn't even do that convincingly. Yeah, very annoying. I think this character was, I, I don't want to say it was easier for her to b- portray, you know, because <laughs> she's kind of out of it the whole time, but it, it definitely worked. Whatever it was, it worked much better. Yeah, so she plays a character who's like into rock and black and white movies and works at a radio station just like we're doing yeah right <laughs> uh so that you know that's her character and uh well i guess part of the plot is that she's working at a radio station i can't recall i think they already were talking about the the witches and stuff and then somebody sent a record for her to play on her show mm-hmm. and she plays it and then from there stuff happens uh as far as characters go uh i really enjoyed i i guess it was kind of a, a b subplot of of the interaction with her and her co-host, I think his name is Whitey, the guy with the beard. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all that. You know, he's trying to obviously get with her. You know, he likes her and stuff, and she's brushing him off the whole time. I, I like that whole interaction. You see, I didn't like any of his. I didn't like the dialogue. I, I that's see, that's good that you did. I, I wish I could have enjoyed it. I don't know, like um, something it was just very disconnecting about it with me and him, particularly. He just felt like I just wanted him to go away. He was like almost a non-character of the movie in a way. He was and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he just didn't have an. It just didn't have enough for me. I don't know. He's just flat to me. Him in particular. Well, for the movie itself though. But Rob Zombie. This is one movie where he got complete creative control. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere that things were cut also. So I don't know if that was his choice or what. The, um, uh, he had but- all. Th- What's that? Uh, I, well, I was going to elaborate on the Whitey character. I think one, maybe one of the reasons why I liked him is because in most other Rob Zombie flicks, the characters are so, you know, crazy and, and blown up and just, right. you know, the most wild people that you can imagine. And here the characters are more, you know, like normal people, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. He he had the full Rob Zombie, uh, almost the full typical, you know, group he kind of hangs with in every movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody was there. I know Bill Mosley wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Ken Foray. He's another. He's a co-host in the radio station. He is a complete non-character to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really didn't enjoy him there at all. I mean, it was kind of like just putting him in there just to put him in there. Yeah. And for me, he, he should have just not even been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's and I, distra- really, I really like the actor. I love him, but I, I don't think he should have been there. Yeah, it's too distracting that we know him and we know who he is. So we're looking for something here, and there's nothing there. So right. it's like if he, if he was kind of toned down with who he is, then we wouldn't care so much that yeah he, he brought nothing. So that that's weird. So uh, in the beginning, even before that though, they cut to the, like the Salem witches thing. There was like one group of witches who called themselves the Lords of Salem. They, uh, well, in the beginning, they're basically, like, uh, doing the whole thing where they're worshipping a statue or the devil, whatever, you know, just... I I thought that opening was great. Uh, It really, like, set, like, I guess a vibe and a mood right off the bat. And then once the the title popped up and it's just a a face of a goat or whatever, you know, and that's within the first five minutes, I, I was really pumped. After yeah, that. yeah, they they freeze frame the goat, which Rob Zombie loves to do, like he did. Yeah. Uh, he does it. Like, I don't know if in all of them, but I do recall in the first Halloween, like the, Michael's running down the hallway, and then they freeze it and they show Halloween. Yeah, I guess that's like a maybe like a '60s or '70s aesthetic. Hmm. Which uh, this whole movie feels like it, it takes place in the '70s, 
but it obviously doesn't because they're talking on cell phones and yeah and they you know the cars and stuff like that i, I kind of wish it was just set in the 70s it, it kind of maybe would have made more sense definitely at the end I, I didn't get the vibe the whole way through but i realized as i was done that this is uh basically uh a remake of rosemary's baby yep pretty much yeah a more graphic version I mean, Rosemary's Baby is pretty slow, but that's probably just from the time it comes out or it came out. Yeah, a little more amped up version of that. Yep. Yeah, amped up version. It's a, this is a slow burn too, but still amped up yeah. at times. Well, I guess we just get to the whole point. So they, um, there's a lot of things. You really got to pay attention in this movie, otherwise you can get lost. Uh, so they play the record, and the record is like the music that these witches wrote back then. And pretty much what happens is when they play it over the show – it puts all the ancestors of those witches in a trance, including Heidi, who is Rob Zombie's wife. Just try to remember that. They all start, uh, what would you say? They're, like, they're sort of possessed in a way? They just kind of go into like a zombie kind of state, I guess. Yeah, yeah, possession maybe might be the word, yeah. Yeah, and then you got a guy who came on their radio show who's promoting a book about the witches. He knows a lot. And he basically spends the whole part of the movie trying to figure things out, piece things together. He finds out that, um, you know, there he goes through family trees and he finds out that Heidi is a descendant of the guy who killed all those witches. And then he goes to another guy who has the notes of that music they played and he had that in his book. So he went to that guy and then that guy tells him, oh, and uh, can you believe this? They said that... Um, the witches said that they're going to give birth to the the devil seed or whatever through his ancestor, mm-hmm. which is Heidi. So that's all being – that's all taking place. And it's just like – I don't know, man. Like once, once she gets possessed and all this stuff starts happening, it just seems like we're just watching her kind of spaced out the whole movie. And, yeah. and I guess the only like thing that divides the scenes and – Stuff in between is like the there's three witches who are like modern witches, I guess, mm-hmm. and they're living in Heidi's apartment. One of them's the landlord, I guess. They're there for like comic relief in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. W- once uh, once they play the record and and Heidi kind of takes a back seat and all she's really doing is having like crazy dreams and and visions and stuff like that. I think what what saves the movie for me in the middle is the uh, story with uh, the author, and you know he's trying to you know hunt down you know what's happening, and and those witches because the the Heidi character kind of just takes a back seat, and it's more about the psychedelic vision aspect of it all. And so so the author, I really enjoyed his stuff, and if it weren't for him, you would have no idea what was going on in the movie uh, because right. he, he's kind of there just to explain what's happening but uh he's such a good actor that you know it makes it all work and and the interaction he has with the witches and stuff like that it's all really good yeah yeah it's good yeah uh for for this movie so i guess the the main thing to focus on is this you know the visual thing rob zombie's big grand visuals this is where he does it all and um <clears throat> i don't know man i kind of think and i i'm a victim of this too i think people put I think they think of Rob Zombie too much when they're watching this and give it too much credit because of the name attached to it. Like, 
Because it's him and we know what he's going for, we see too much from it. Mm-hmm. I think if Fede Alvarez, the guy who did Evil Dead, I think if he directed this and it was the same exact stuff, I don't think anybody would be putting that much credence or thought or anything into the visual aspect. I think Rob's it's, – it's like you're buying into the whole Rob Zombie thing. And I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm just saying I think more – it's just like thinking that The Dark Knight is a lot better because the guy who died was in it. So now we're going to – and now it's going to be the greatest performance in the world because he's dead. You know, I kind of think when you attach certain things to certain things, you think too much about it and you put too much and you make it bigger than life when it's really not that big of a deal. I think that's Rob Zombie's curse. I mean, even with his first movie, you know, that wasn't, you know, it took a long time to make. But when that came out, it was like, okay, this, you know, there was more talk about Rob Zombie than the actual movie. And and, and that's that kind of follows him for every movie. Yeah. And in this one, when it comes to visuals, I know you agree with me, man. I think he tried too hard. A lot of stuff. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess we already started the spoilers. Uh, yeah, well, not really. I mean, no, we didn't. Well, there's nothing to spoil, really. I, well, yeah, I guess there is. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, really, it just seems like, what are you going to give away? That she she had a dream? <laughs> that, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. But, uh, so, yeah, we're in the spoilers here. Um, he tried too hard, dude. Midgets, dildos, priests. <laughs> that uh, there was a lot of good stuff, I thought, but then there's like a few times where he just went too far, and it was it just took me out of it. I I like a lot of stuff in the background. I like the look of some of the uh, villains, I guess you know, uh, as you would call them, in the visions and well, stuff. Well, they were faceless, right? You like that whole thing? Yeah, I I enjoyed that look, but then. Once they're sitting on a throne and they're masturbating like a obvious dildo or something, it's right. just like, what the fuck is that? That is just moronic. Like that's right. That's trying to weird us out rather than genuinely having something that's really visually um, provocative. Mm-hmm. You know, like anybody could think of that. Like, it's just stupid. Like, there's a couple things that he does in this movie that don't fit other parts. Even if you want to take regular scares, like the witch when you turn the light on and she's in the side of the kitchen. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> it was supposed to be shocking, but I, I didn't even notice it and, and at first. And then it was just there and like nothing was happening. I'm like, OK, this is not that's not shocking whatsoever. When it even came on and she was there, I, I looked over, but nothing. I didn't jump. It, yeah. It was, it was just like <clears throat> she just stands there on top of the fridge or some shit. Like, and I don't know. It just seemed like he's better than that. Yeah. I mean, I understand what he was trying to do. You know, Heidi's got, you know, all this stuff happening around her, you know, all this dark stuff happening. But uh, and some of it worked and some of it didn't. It, when, when it tried to go for, like, the jump, like you said, with her, you know, the jump stuff just didn't work. Uh, if he stayed a, with a more creepy atmosphere, which is, I think, what he's trying to do more so in the beginning of the movie, I think it would have worked better. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's, her whole character, apparently when she starts acting weird, one thing Ken Foray does, he gets pissed off and he punches the table or something. And mm. that's because he's the assumption is that she went back to smoke and crack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, that's not what was happening. But then she eventually does. She eventually does, yeah. Which I, I'm like, all right. Like I don't know. It was just uh, I don't know, man. It was just weird. 
it, it was something that that he thrown in there, and you know, to give her, I think, more character development. But at the same time, it was just like, oh, okay, she's smoking crack now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it just didn't lead to nothing. I mean, right, exactly. I don't know. It's just like, oh, things are really weird in my life. I need a freaking, I need another hit. You know, like, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I see. I was, I was digging the movie for the most part. I mean, I was hanging in there. I wasn't loving it. Like as you know, they kept going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't go. Wow, Tuesday was fucking great. Yeah, no. Wow, no. Thursday <laughs> kicked ass. No. You know, <laughs> like I was like, okay, so it's Wednesday. All right, it's Thursday, so like what? Just like with Psycho, how I said, so what? It's it's three forty-two on Wednesday when Marion and Sam Loomis are in the hotel. Hotel, mm-hmm. so what? Like, like I don't know. You got to give me more. When you give me dates and what day it is, I kind of like expect more out of that. Like, what do I care? Is is there any significance that it took five or whatever days? Well, I have no idea, and and. And speaking of the timeline of it all, uh, I understand they wanted to use Heidi to birth the Antichrist, but it's like, why Why now? Why did it take them so long? Right. She's clearly in her 30s or whatever. Why didn't they get her when she was, whatever, 18 <laughs> or whatever? I, I don't I, That's what I thought. I didn't yeah. get it. Why didn't you get her in House of a Thousand Corpses? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, oh, yeah, do you notice that they called her baby, too? Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, at the very beginning, she was uh, when she was leaving, and she high fived the receptionist. Oh no! She was like, huh. "All right, see you tomorrow, baby." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, yeah." yeah wait, and also that's another thing. So she's supposed to give birth to the devil because she's a virgin. Is are we supposed to believe that a a thirty five year old chick with an ass like that and legs like that and uh, she was supposed to be a virgin. I didn't catch that at all. I don't know, but you know, um, at the end of it, when she was standing on all the bodies, she was like posing like the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And they said the word virgin a few times, but they said a different thing before virgin, like the the whore, virgin whore. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, that kind of goes back to the to the masturbating priest and stuff like that. You know, with with Satan and stuff. He's a fallen angel, and he kind of uses sexuality and stuff like that to get humans to sin so maybe it has something to do with that she's not she's the opposite of a virgin she's a whore she's a drug addict you know right. that oh kind of okay may, maybe that's what that means yeah hey listen ain't the first time something goes over my head man <laughs> well especially with this movie it's so up to interpretation with all the little visuals and stuff it's like watching uh, i don't know the shining or something it's like you can take the smallest thing and you can run with it and make a, a huge, you know, theory out of it and stuff like that. I think that's what he was trying to go for. He's trying to go for more of themes and ideas rather than a fluent story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so little to plot. It feels like I'm, I know it's there, and there's there are always things to move the story along, but you don't feel that way. Maybe when you're done watching it. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, I didn't. I don't know about you, but... No, like, I didn't at all. That's why... The only thing I felt moved the plot along was the, the author doing the investigating. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just another example of her being spaced out and having yeah. a dream. Yep, pretty much. That's all it is. So let's get to some of these dreams. Okay. <laughs> she goes to church. Oh, uh, no, wait. You're talking about uh, the blowjob scene? Yeah, that was the one of the first moments where... I was just like, okay, what the fuck am I watching? I don't know if I understand this or even like it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't like that. 
Yeah. I just don't like it. Like, look, we're not, we're the, me and you are the last two guys who are going to complain about a blowjob joke or, yeah, or whatever <laughs> or, or porno on any level. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like – it just seems fake. Doesn't it seem forced and phony when that happens? Like, Yeah. Well, I, I guess it, it, it tries to tie in with the whole, you know, with the sex theme and stuff like that. But to me, uh, I mean, that stuff just just didn't work. It just took me out of it big time. And, and for me to say sex doesn't work in, the, in something is kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> I know? heard people complain about the sex in the Friday 13th remake, and they say that took them out of it. Uh, I, I tend to disagree. That Yeah. <laughs> that If you compare this to that, so. right. You'll see that it really it was no big deal in that movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so she, she comes up off his dick, and I think either she or he spit black or gag, whatever, some black shit comes out of their mouths. Then she wakes up, and she apparently fell asleep in the church, and she dreamt that. Then you right. got um, another one. See, this was not a dream. It was, I think, the, the way you figure out that it wasn't was that the, the thing walks over to her bed afterwards when she apparently woke up or whatever. Now, but, yeah, that that part was, I mean, the blowjob part in the church, okay, I was kind of suspecting stuff I didn't like. But then that part where she has a vision or whatever it is of... She walks into a huge cathedral, right? Yeah. Mm, clearly, like, some midget in a rubber suit... Right. And it just looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, I know he's trying to be weird, but dude, it, it doesn't work. I, I didn't know if that was, I mean, I kind of guess that was supposed to represent the Antichrist or maybe yeah. even the devil impregnating her. I, I don't know. Yeah, but. The, the umbilical cord shot out and grabbed her hands, and that's how she became impregnated. Yeah, that that was just, no. <laughs> like... Dude, a little artsy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it's just not my thing. Hey, listen, this maybe it's just not my thing. You know, right. I have heard people say this is amazing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think uh, Avengers is amazing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, it's kidding. No, I do though. That's that is a great movie. I think I, I don't. Know, I just think some other things are amazing. I thought right. Evil Dead was amazing. I I don't think this is amazing. I I, I think it's very ambitious. Mm-hmm. And it, it's uh, he put a lot of care and thought into this. Yeah. I just I guess I'm not I'm not connecting with the vision. I think mm. so. You got that, and then the midget thing. So you think this cannot be real? Uh, and, and and at that point, doesn't she even wasn't that when she walked in apartment number five, and then it was the cathedral. So obviously yeah. you think it has to be a dream. You know, it, obviously there's no cathedral inside of an apartment building, and she even walked in there earlier and saw a red a red freaking. Uh, uh, what are those lights called? Uh, a neon. Yeah, neon light on the wall. Neon cross, and that cross ended up being in that cathedral, I believe. So it kind of, you know, it yeah. was it was all unfolding, I guess, as it progressed. Yeah, and the devil was sta- or something was standing behind her, like the beast. I guess it was sort of the devil. And then you see that devil walk right into the camera, right? A couple scenes after that, you get a full frontal shot of him. I, I wish you saw less of it. You know, a- anytime you have one of these movies where they. You see the devil. I always wish never worked. You, you see, yeah, yeah. You see less of them. The only it worked in the movie Legend, and it worked. I don't know if that was the actual devil though. I forgot, but um, I do like if they show the the hoof legs, the little goat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so when this when this midget was impregnating her, that's where it got weird again, and it became a Rob Zombie music video, and you start even seeing like cartoon graphics and. 
and then you start seeing these bizarre visions. This is literally a music video. They're in like a room with, I don't know what kind of lights and all background. And then you see like her riding a goat, like she's riding a a bull Mm -hmm. and she's all into it. And I guess that's supposed to symbolize having sex with the devil because it's a goat Mm -hmm. and the devil is a goat. Was it that part where she was, I don't know, some part where she was like just grinding up against somebody kind of oddly and she's like having, she's laughing about it and having fun. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and, and he's licking her face. He has all yeah. that like uh, makeup on his face. Like, uh, I, I guess that was like uh, the witches slowly are, you know, taking over her mind with with the with the song and stuff like that but to me it just it just didn't work it seemed goofy it seemed unrealistic and just took me out of it yeah just doesn't it's not nothing is realistic about it it's just ridiculous yeah. like even if it's a no matter what it is it looks it looks like it's it's playing to an audience yeah and in real life there's no audience <laughs> right so, so there's it just doesn't look real it just looks stupid i don't know it's dumb uh so that didn't work again um then, uh, like you said, the dude is trying to figure everything out. He eventually figures out pretty much everything, and he goes to tell Heidi, goes in the apartments, and those three modern witches, you know, they say, no, no, come in here. She's not home yet. He goes in their house. The conversations just start getting really weird, and they're like, I, you know, she starts, like, yelling at him. The goofy one, the witch, is yelling at him, and that's really out of character. It's like, okay, so something's really bad here. And <laughs> um, then they she hits him over the head with a frying pan and then yep. she continues to pummel him with a frying pan until he's dead and then there you go there's a story arc <laughs> <laughs> you served your purpose no, and then no. he's he's laying there dead yeah it's a story arc he's laying there dead with a towel over his face and they're like what a waste of a good man hmm yeah more tea sure and yeah. it's like okay again. I I I, just, I don't like. I don't know. It's not my thing. I don't know what this is. I, or I do know. I just, just if it wasn't Rob Zombie, I would never watch this, and I would never talk about it. Uh wow! I haven't thought about that, but you're probably absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, it's just shit. And the only reason you might not think it is is because it's Rob Zombie. I guarantee you. Yep. If you watched this like on Netflix or some shit randomly, you just pick something. Mm-hmm. You you would never speak of this movie. Yeah. No. No, but his name carries so much weight. Like I said, you know, it's it's his curse. Yeah, or his gift, apparently, with gift some and people. Curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your gift is a curse. Uh, so, the one thing the witches were saying that also alluded to like her giving birth to the devil, because some people, my girlfriend, didn't even know that that was going to happen, and I, I, I didn't. I until it know. actually happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I missed the dialogue whenever uh, the author was talking about it, and I didn't understand that at all. I I really didn't understand what was happening because yeah. stuff is said so quickly, and then that's uh, everything else is just visual. So how how are you supposed to under you know you can interpret it a million different ways? Yeah, and I, I actually didn't know until uh, I had a I thought about the review. And I was like, okay. So I sat there and I said, well, how would I explain this movie? And I said, well, obviously this was happening now that I know this and this because I know that. You know, I had to – you put it together afterwards unless you're like a really like bright and you pay attention to every word, mm-hmm. which I don't. So uh, yeah. didn't happen. And what about like uh, the when you scenes are taking place and you hear some like announcer voice kind of narrating what the hell's going on? Did you – what do you think of that? It happened three times I think. 
Uh, wow, I don't even recall that. Yeah, it's weird. It just took me out. I was like, I'm just trying to go with this movie as much as I can while I'm watching mm-hmm. and not digging. I'm just trying. I just keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was going to say, though, with those witches, remember when they go to read her palm in the very beginning and it's that uncomfortable scene? Mm-hmm. She says, like, you know, which is alluding to her giving birth to the devil, like, your filthy shit between your legs, the juices between your legs, will blah, 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 blah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was supposed to lead us to believe, I, I think, or, or know that. Yeah. And I guess in one of the flashbacks uh, of the witches in the 1600s or whatever, it's got, um, uh, they actually birth a baby, you know, through somebody, but... It was a failed attempt, I think, because they birthed the, birthed birth the baby, and then she ends up like spitting in its face or something like that, which was kind of awkward. But yeah, yeah, that was awkward. I guess that was like their first attempt, and then and then so Heidi is you know, up, you know hundreds of years later is their next attempt, which I still don't understand why you'd wait so long. Yeah, well, you knew that was a failed attempt because there were no tentacles on the baby. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it looked human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, there was one cool scene with that, though, like when the baby was hung up on something and you see his brain pulsating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was, yeah, cool. that was strange. That, you know, one thing I will say is that I don't think there's any digital effects in this movie at all. And mm-hmm. and for the, I don't I don't know for a fact, but it looked that way. And so for that, I think it's good because I think most modern horror movie goers like you and I uh, kind of cringe when most uh, digital effects are on screen. Well, that cathedral, was that, that was probably a real one, right? They probably didn't fake that background. It looked real to me. I mean, but then again, you got a midget in a rubber suit that I thought looked fucking ridiculous. So maybe you should have CGI on that. So what do you think of, like, the whole grand visual idea of this movie? Because it there was, there's like a, a strange dichotomy to it because... Remember when they were on stage and the witches were all gathering after the baby was born, I think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the three witches, and all it is is this, like, really white light background. Mm -hmm. So it was a simplistic, plain thing when when you would expect a grand visual. It's like there's there's a lot of that, and that's all stylistics and and things like that. How do do you feel – was it a fluid fluid <laughs> was it a fluid fluent was it a, was it a fluent visual movie or was it fluid <laughs> i don't know i think he was trying I, I i would say yes i mean a lot of them don't land i think yes uh cuz that's ultimately what he was going for in the movie was was nothing but visuals i think i, I want to say in her apartment she on her wallpaper in her apartment is like images from silent movies. Oh, uh, landing on the moon or something. Yeah, stuff like that. And I think that's what he was really trying to hammer home is that this is more of a stylistic movie, a more visual movie than than anything else. Yeah, so. and you always got the rock references, like the Led Zeppelin T-shirt. Oh yeah. And then mm-hmm. she, didn't she have a T-shirt that said "Why the Goat"? Yeah. Yeah, somebody was. Yeah. I don't see stuff like that, man. Stuff like that makes it stupid. Like, I, yeah. I get it, but I don't like it. Like, you know, it's weird because people th- who like this will say, if you don't like it, you just don't get it. Well, why, yeah. Why can't you get it but not like it? Why is that impossible? Right. I just don't like it. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'll never watch this again. Like, and like you said, Matt, I saw you saying, and you, you told me how. 
the movie plays in your head for a few days and you almost feel like you like it and you want to watch it again. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the stuff and I'm I'm piecing it all together after the fact as opposed to understanding it, you know, while you're watching it. That kind of makes me want to watch it again just so I could be like, "Oh, okay, that was what I was thinking or or whatever." I mean, you can make a movie like that, but uh I don't I don't think this worked in that way. I'm I'm feeling like there was almost subliminal messages in the movie to make me want to see it again. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling like I want to, but if I'm just gonna see that again, then I don't want to. Yeah, I, I eventually talked myself out of it because I know that halfway through the movie I'm gonna be like, oh okay, I really didn't need to come back and see this again. <laughs> exactly. <You know>? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I saw it once, and uh, I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's like, okay, I didn't get it the first time I watched it. I thought about it for two days. I think I have a much better understanding of it. I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, and here's the thing. I didn't even hate this movie. Um, I was rolling with it. I was saying, okay, 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 it'll work, it'll work. Hang with it, yeah. hang with it, hang with it. I did that the whole movie. My girlfriend refused to let me enjoy this. And I'm not even saying she ultimately ruined it. I think she did ruin the actual living experience, but I did as as I thought about it, I was able to, you know, feel better, connect it better, but when the goat stood behind her with the glowing cross, mm-hmm. she said this movie just got so corny. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, be quiet." And I'm sitting there watching, then something else happened and she goes, "You have to be kidding me." This is so stupid. And I'm like, will you stop? Jesus, can I just enjoy this? Relax. All right, tell me later. And she's like, all right, I'm sorry. You're right. But by that, I mean, if that took you out of it, by the, you know, I just thought of this, if, by that same rationale, if you had somebody sitting on the other side of you constantly telling you how awesome it was and how, how great it was, would that make you enjoy the movie better? Oh, yeah. Probably, I would say, well, maybe uh, missing. Okay, yeah, th- wow, I guess that is good. <laughs> I gotta pay more attention. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then she really killed it when I think it was. I think I'm thinking it's further down the movie, but I'm gonna say it was during the impregnation scene when she's uh, riding the goat that my girlfriend handed me the movie ticket and said, I'm sorry you paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I asked you three times. Can you just let me enjoy this? She's like, what? Are you kidding? Enjoy this? Hon, I know your taste, and I, this is probably the worst movie we've ever watched. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, but maybe it'll pay off. Will you right. just relax? It did. It did not pay off. That that's for sure. Yeah. Let's just say you led up to the whole thing. Let's just, you know. Hey, listen. The the witches burning up and their faces melting. That was pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Couple cool scenes, but I I was even I don't know the witch stuff. It was okay. Even when they you know spitting in the baby's face, that wasn't really that great, obviously. But I don't know. It was okay. If I have to give the old witches an overall rating, I'll say seven or six. If I have to give uh, the rating of the characters, I say three or two, except mm. for I think the three witches were good to watch. They were interesting. And Heidi was good to watch. Oh, no, not, not, not. Not after, like, she started spacing out. Right. And the good one was the guy figuring stuff out, the author. Yeah, the author, yeah. Yeah, he was, he, he carried a lot because he was one yeah. of the better actors in the movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, everything else, No. 
pacing? How would you say the pacing was? Uh, uh, I would, I mean... Even flowed throughout, pretty much. I, right? I would say, yeah. I would say it was a good flow. Uh, you know, a lot of people might consider it to be slow, but I, I thought the pace was pretty good. I mean, hmm. you know, you don't go five minutes without something, you know, weird happening, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, it ends off where, just like Rosemary's Baby, I guess, where she gives birth to the baby... And then the next thing you see is that cathedral. She's standing on all the dead bodies of all the chicks who eventually became possessed by that boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Which, which, why would they play that on the fucking radio? It's like it's like eight bars. Just it's, <laughs> it's not a fucking song. Like here's the Lords of Salem and their new song. It's it's a loop. Like what the fuck? Didn't it eventually change into another song though, like a, a song people liked or something like that? I I just thought it was like eight bars looped. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- someone else told me I read something I read on a Facebook. Somebody said I don't know, whatever. Because somebody asked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why would they play that on the radio? That makes no sense. No. Like who would listen to that? And like, all right, well you heard the first eight bars. It's not going to change. So just keep thinking of those. Right. Yeah. Here, here's the intro over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And I didn't even like that music, and it eventually worked like the last time you heard it. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work all the other six times you heard it. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah. it just sounded better in the last one. She gives birth to the baby, stands on top of all... Oh, yeah, what I was saying was that um, all the... She stands on a pile of dead bodies, which were all the other women who were descendants of all those witches. And I guess they... I don't know why they died. I think the guy explains... Oh, mass suicide. Yeah, yeah, whatever that means, yeah. (laughs) And um, she's standing there like the Virgin Mary, like stiff, like a statue. Uh, I I don't know really what becomes of the baby. I think a witch hugs it, and that's it. And then, yeah, it's like, well, what happens then? They take over the world? I don't know. Yeah, supposedly the baby was supposed to come and take over the world. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that happened. How'd that, how'd that go for you? <laughs> so uh, how, how would you rate this movie? I guess we could do numbers and and our Netflix things like hated it, just didn't like it, like it, really like it, and love it. From there, how would you go? Yeah, uh, with that rating, um, I definitely didn't hate it because uh, it had lots of moments and even some visuals and stuff that I liked. Uh, but overall, I'd have to give it a two. I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Me too. I agree. I'll even go. I might go two and a half. Right. Yeah. Okay. How would you give it from one to ten? Uh, one to ten, I'd probably give it a five. I mean, like I said, there are some stuff that work in this movie. You know, ultimately, here's here's why I recommend to people. You know, the first teaser trailer that was all music and just visuals. Just watch that. <laughs> it's a minute and a half. Uh, you get the entire gist of it. And then that's it. That's all you need. And it, it, that, that teaser was cool as shit. I was fucking amped to see this movie. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it, the movie is just a stretched out version of that. And when you stretch it all out, it's just not as good. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those movies you can get into. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but you got to ask yourself and be honest with yourself and say, is there a payoff here? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I was into a few things. I was following it. I was, I was, I was. All right, I'll, I'll go with this. Okay, okay, okay. Then when it's over, do I feel like I, I there was a payoff? No. Right. No. You wasted my time. Yeah, there was no real climax of it all. 
I'm just glad I paid six dollars. The only thing is, my girlfriend came at the last second, so I had to pay twelve. <laughs> so I'm right back where I started. You didn't, you didn't go Dutch, huh? Nah. Might want to start doing that in the future. I'm still paying for sex, dude. <laughs> you know, she says, "Hey, listen, how much would it cost you if you went to a hooker?" So I say, "Okay, here's your six dollars." <laughs> and uh, that's that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad my girlfriend declined uh, when I asked her if she wanted to go. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And guys, don't bring anybody with you. I actually, I said to my, I, I called about three of my horror friends who live around here. I go, hey, want to go hang? Let's go to the see Lords of Salem. None of them could do it. And I am so glad because I would, it would be the walk of shame when we walk to our cars after. <laughs> right. Like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I would just do it. I would reach right in my wallet. I go, all right, no, I'm not, let's not even say nothing. Here's your $6 and here you go. Um, let's just make, let's never speak of this again. Right. <laughs> and I would get in my car and I drive into a wall. Because <laughs> wow. I couldn't live with the shame. <laughs> no, but. Wow, he's going to put that quote on the back of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You know how Nobody Gets Out Alive has horror bid four for four? I, I want to see Lords of Salem. I would drive into a wall if I invited friends to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, dude. Well, thanks so much for stepping in. And, uh, yeah, probably anytime. You know, really appreciate it. Had a great time and a better time than I had watching. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Let's just ha- every time we have a bad movie, let's have me and you just talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right, dude. That means I'm only watching bad movies. Fuck. <laughs> exactly, man. Let's, we're gonna be best friends pretty soon. Yeah. There's a lot of shit out there. <laughs> All right, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll wrap it up with something or other. I don't know. Jamie and Dan will be back. Yo, what's up, Skeleton Crew? This is Pat, aka the Fucking Ghoul. Uh, Dan fucking told me to call in right now because you know me and Dan, we're, we're residents of Massachusetts and you probably all seen on the news all that crazy shit that's going on right now. Dan told me to call in, you know, I'm seeing some shit, I'm seeing this shit in real time right now. I see some fucking, you know, helicopters and shit. I've seen police cars, one I can fucking count in the past fucking 12 hours. This shit's nuts. But yeah, I just wanted to call y'all, tell y'all fucking skills and clues the shit. I just want to let you know your time's me. I'm glad I got people like this, you know. Got some real fucking friends up in here, you know. Gotta take time and value the good things in life. The skeleton crew is some good shit. I like having that type of shit. I like, I played some last night while I was waiting to hear some more news, you know? Been in fucking lockdown. My time's in the fucking police state right now. All this shit's going down fucking 10 minutes from my house. This shit is fucking nuts. The one that fucking, you know, call in, let y'all know that shit's tight in the fucking ghoul's hood. I'm alright, you know? Matthew's gonna be alright, me and Dan holding it down. So I let y'all know Skeleton Crew is going to fucking, we're going to live on. Just let y'all know that. So uh, fucking take it easy. I love y'all and uh, fucking, yeah. All right. So you guys have a lot to talk about. I don't know any of these shows. I'm not, uh, I just haven't seen them. I'm bad. So we're going to get into uh, The Walking Dead, which oddly enough we have never really covered. But you guys are going to give a good little wrap up for the whole season. What was that, season three? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. And then you're going to get into the following, and then you're going to get into Hannibal. So, uh, yeah, take it from here because I don't know where you're going. So. Yeah, man. I mean, okay, so, Jamie, um, what did you think of season two of The Walking Dead first off on the farm? A lot of people say it's slow, whatever, whatever. What did you think overall? I, As far as season two goes, I thought the first half – Mm-hmm. Moved really slowly, oh, you know, oh. until until we unleashed the zombies and found Sophia, and then after that, it was like smooth sailing, and it was awesome. 
That's the and way the, I felt about it. And the finale, right? I mean, the finale. That- oh, my God. I was – last the- season, it was scary. You know, like yeah. the very first scene where you see the horde walking through the woods, and uh-huh. then they hear the gunshot, and they all just oh. turn in unison. Loved it. That freaks my shit. You know, so it was it started out scary from the get go. I was on the edge of my seat. Right. And then it was just explosive. It was crazy. And that's right. how the mid season finale, uh, you know, or whatever you call it before yep. the before the mid season right. break. Um mm-hmm. that's how that felt this right. season. Oh, absolutely. I totally dude, I totally agree. And see that's the thing, like, um a lot of people too were like, you know, why didn't they, they skip through the winter or whatever? I don't know if I like that or dislike it. I just don't even think about it. I don't know. What do you think? It's like. I think that it, it's, um, it's just a necessary thing because a, it's. For filming, right? Right. Yeah. yeah for the, <laughs> for the shooting schedule. I mean, they don't okay. shoot year round. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, I mean, we're talking about summer. I mean, winter in Georgia, it's really not that much different. It's not as blistering hot and humid as all hell, but what I mean is it's it's it wouldn't be six feet of snow, you know, for them to battle and deal with. It just it wouldn't the terrain wouldn't be it's not gonna make that much of a difference, that's what is I'm trying to say. Where, you know? <laughs> is, that where, is that where it's supposed to be? Yes. Cause I know isn't that where they film too? Yes. Wow. So there you go. So you know, oh, I don't know. I, here I am from Boston being like, hey, where's the fucking snow? <laughs> <laughs> we have not had, uh, d- let's see, there were three years running where we had just a couple of years ago where we had seven inches at a time um, each of those years. And then for the past, uh, we didn't get any uh, last year or this year. So, I mean, it's just you don't know. I mean, like, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And usually it's more ice than snow. Like, we don't get powder, you know, like, um, it's hmm. all icy. So, anyway, but I, it's just that's, you know, they got to go on hiatus. They have to do other things. I mean, it's just like any other show. So, I wouldn't um, – I, I would like to say – I'm glad you brought that up, though, because there's something that I've always wanted to say about the show that I really love. Okay. And it's that the Foley work – Mm-hmm. Is so good and it's so what the heck accurate. Is that? I've heard that term. What is that? When they're, um, well, like, uh, foliage, ambient noises, um, you know, oh, yeah, over- like crickets. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And in this case, <laughs> this case, I'm specifically referring to crickets or in, and cicadas too, because you can hear them in the background. And, um, sometimes when, uh, it'll be on a scene where they're like in the woods. I feel like I'm there with them because it is exactly how it is. I mean, it just, it feels like summer in Georgia, you know, when, Mm -hmm. and, um, they do such an amazing job. It just, it blows me away every time. Um, and it seems like a small thing, but for some reason I'm always more attuned to sound or, or whether it's soundtrack or just noises or whatever. I mean, I I pay attention to sound design and I think it makes a big difference and um, that's just to me another example of how much care they put into the show and I really do feel like they do like I mean it's I'm not going to say that I think it's perfect um, or that I it never hits lulls or that I don't ever think uh, you know there are times when I have been frustrated with this show speaking of that 
Rick, well, listen, <laughs> dude. There too. <laughs> when, yeah, when Rick pick, okay, so they go to the prison, and you know, there's other people, the governor, blah blah blah. But before you really get into that too much, Rick has a fucking phone call <laughs> in the prison. Hmm. Now, this was a turning point because it clearly fucking exemplified Rick's fucking losing it, like right in front of our eyes. And I, uh. On second watch, too, I noticed that that was Emma Bell's voice, and they brought Lori back. You know, uh, you know Emma Bell from, uh, you know, uh, fucking what is it called? Uh, Frozen, and she was in the first season. Uh, Lori Holden's sister. There, anyways. Um, I, yeah, it was all their voices too, which was cool. They brought them back. But uh, what did you think about Rick going crazy? Like, uh, and it lasted the whole season. And what? What, but what, what my main question though is, do you think him going crazy? Like, you think they brought it full circle in the end? Like, was it worth it to show that? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I, I it it feels like an abandoned premise to me. Yeah, um, right. Like it was never. It just sort of stopped, you know. And I know we got resolved. that. We got that that moment in the in the final episode where wow. he looks up where he had been seeing Lori before. He looks up and she's not there. Right. You know, so I get yeah, that is I I guess that's their version of closure. But I really just don't feel like anything paid off from that whole thing. Exactly. You know? well, Except for his absence from reality for a while. Uh well I think what they were trying to show, and I know you know this too, obviously, but like, okay, Rick doesn't like the leadership role. Like he's not the leader. Like he's losing it and he's losing his leadership role. Which brings me and we're gonna skip past a lot because like we said, it's kind of a short review, but that point where he he has that conversation and dude i i think this is one of rick's best speeches because dude at the end of season two where he's like listen the only way we're gonna survive is by my way you know and then in this one it was he's like listen i was wrong we need to fuck it no more you know making decisions behind anybody's backs we're all included in this which you know dude that makes sense like in the context of everything it seems like his evolution as a character should have brought him to exactly where he was when he when he explained that speech and shit so mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it was like perfect i thought it was full circle in in in, in terms of that I just didn't like how much they they showed Lori and 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 all you know all of his fucking craziness. I thought they did that way too much. Listen, you don't need to show ghosts on a fucking show with zombies everywhere, and crazy <laughs> shit, with crazy people with heads in their fucking in their back room and looking at zombie <laughs> heads. Like I said, you don't oh, need. There's some sweet shit right there. There, oh, I will oh. say that there are some moments of Rick's character arc that. Uh, I think we're shining moments as far as writing goes. Uh, I think that one really good example of that, and this was something that people were talking about well after it happened. Yep, go ahead. Um, You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. ahead. Um, There's a scene in, I'm not sure if it was the third or the second episode before the last, it was close to the end, where there's a guy running up the street with a backpack begging for them to pick him up. They do not. At the end, and we, we see where he'd been smeared all over. And they stop and pick up his bag, which of course is the survivalist thing to do. I mean, that, that only makes sense. However, if you think about this, Rick from first episode would no. never have left him behind. Nope. Rick from the middle of this episode was hardcore 
And, you know, it's just his character had become really hard. It had become very uh, matter of fact and just he wasn't feeling anything. But then by the time we come back to the end, then, you know, now he's got all the people from Woodbury, you know, moving into the prison. And he has come he has come full circle in that. And I think what part of that was, was that by seeing how the governor ran things in Woodbury and the yeah. fact that that's what happens when right. you start doing shit behind people's backs. I mean, yep. that was basically the government, you know, and um, yeah. Ooh, good so it's like it's he got a glimpse of what happens when the the government takes control of itself and the people have no say. I think that he realized that's not the road they wanted to go down. And you know how Alex was just saying that was a moment in Bates Motel where his jaw dropped? I don't think it was that when they didn't, when they grabbed his backpack or whatever, or even when they just went by him or whatever. It wasn't like that, but it was like, that was like one of those that stayed with you. Like, wow, that was fucking cold. But like you just said, at the end, when, when he takes in all those people, it's great. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. I see what the, I see where they were going with that, you know? And uh, I love that whole that whole fucking aspect of it. I just loved it, you know. And uh, all right, so you got Meryl too. Meryl comes back, which is a whole other fucking thing. Like I said, we're not going to get too much into it. But um, what'd you think of how he went out? I loved his fucking character arc, dude. Oh, and then well, you know, uh, there was an interview with him not too long ago where they were asking about how, like, what made him decide, uh, Michael Rooker, what made him decide to choose that character. And he's like, basically, they told me that I was going to have my hand chopped off and I was going to get to have a blade in my hand, you know, and he's yeah. like that moment on him soul i love he's like he's like wait i have to be a a backwoods redneck racist what (laughs) oh i pop off my arm and have this thing i'm in you know and not as an actor why would you turn that down right Right. plus you to go out as a zombie which i just think is badass like i you got you got to do the the full spectrum and i think that would just be no, I just mean, yeah, no, oh, you're absolutely, oh, that dude, that was perfect. But think about how he went out, though, at the end. Like, he totally fucking caused a diversion, and his character came full circle, and he was a good guy in the end, man. And I don't, I didn't, I wasn't sure that they were always going to go that way, you know? Like, I thought he was going to go bad, or not go bad, <laughs> but he's going to fucking, you know, do horrible things, and it's going to come, come back around, and he's going to fucking backstab or whatever. Nope. They fucking they made him go out like a fucking G, and I love that. And that's definitely a highlight of the season. But dude, I want to back up a little bit too to the episode with that nutty. Back back it on up. Back (laughs) back it on up. What? Um, when going back to that crazy ass episode where um where Lori dies. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) you know what I'm gonna say too. This has to do with Rick. Tell me that's not one of the most memorable, like, most honest, like, kind of awkward reactions you've ever seen. Which, uh, when he fell to his knees and... He goes, no, no. Yeah, he just, yeah. when his no. vagina was spilling all over the place. Oh, that right? No, real, dude. You know what? It was, it was very real. It was, but, I, but the funny thing about that is that at that <laughs> point, I was <laughs> I <laughs> sorry, delayed reaction. At, at, at that point, um, 
at that point in time, I have I feel differently about him now, but at that point in time, I was very angry with Rick. Yes. I was extremely angry because of the way he had treated Lori. And um, it's just you're in a situation where there are about four people in the world that you can trust. And, you know, you need each other. And she was obviously hurting. And you could tell that he was hurting, too. And really what they needed to do was just reach out and talk. She wanted to, and he was really nasty. Like, he just was pushing her away, and he just didn't. I mean, he would do things for her. Like, sometimes he would make sure that she got something to eat, right. you know. And <laughs> so he was doing, You can eat. So he was doing his job as far right. as taking care of her, but there was but there was nothing there, and it just was very cruel, and I was so pissed off at him. So then, like, when she died, and he's, like, all, like, hitting the floor and, and, you know, with his Oscar moment, and he's – I was so pissed off. I'm just like, fuck you. No pity. You get no pity from me. And he didn't because he did it to himself. He did. And um, that's why, I mean, we can't – as a people, even now, we're not in the zombie apocalypse. We're just people. We can't afford – to uh, to lose relationships because we're stubborn. We can't afford to to just brush off the people that we care about because we don't want to open up and talk about it, you know. And that's what that's what fucking happens right there. And what what did you think uh, that was a heartbreaking scene too because um well not not that one. Yeah, that one was too. <laughs> yeah, but right as the zombies were coming in, they give each other a look, almost like there's hope and they smiled at each other and Oh, I got a fucking, oh, no, never mind. Here we go. Here the, oh, shit. And then she dies. And then that, I think, leads to him, you know, because he's so, he feels so fucking guilt. guilty. It was yeah. guilt. And because he knew that he was fucked up. And I know that a lot of people had a problem with Lori and her history with Shane and everything. And I have, I have, st- I did not like her character. If you will recall, I wanted to punch her in the face just about every second. You and everybody else. But it had nothing to do with Shane or with what went on at that point because what I feel that she – and I have always stood up for her as far as this goes – is I feel that her reaction to Shane and right. what with the two of them was nothing more than just human reaction. It Agreed. was perfectly natural. She is yep. – she was a woman with a child in a vulnerable situation. Her husband was dead as far as she knew. She had nothing and no one to turn to. This guy is there. He is strong. He's capable. He takes care of her. He cares about her, and he knows her because of Rick. And so then, yeah, something develops there. Is that unheard of? Absolutely not. It happens yeah. all the time. Women Shoot. fall – I mean, people fall in love with their psychiatrists, you know. Yeah. It's because they're the person, the person is there for you when you need them. And it's a lot of it was like misplaced, but it was just, it was natural. She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything evil, you know. Um, she wanted some dick and she wanted, she thought she, she thought he was dead. If you're in the zombie apocalypse, dude, I'd be trying to fucking hump everything. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a comfort in, right. it's a comfort in human touch. And, that's why I don't understand, and this is where my, my stance on sexuality comes, uh, comes into play in everyday life, is that I don't understand exactly why we're so afraid of it. Why are we so ashamed of it? Because this is who we are. This is, uh, this is how we work. You know, we respond to other human beings. We respond to touch. And that's what she, that's exactly what we need, especially in a situation like that. So I don't really see how anybody can blame her for what went on there. 
And I understand that Rick was hurt, but at that point, I feel like he should have realized he knew her well enough, and um, he should have gotten past it. And for him to have treated her the way that he did, I just don't think it was fair, especially since she was on the verge of getting rid of that baby until he was like, you know, no. I'm a prom night dumpster baby. I love that song. But, um, (laughs) I hear you. You know, I don't know. But I was angry with her anyway for having this pregnancy in this situation. Yes, we need to continue the species. We need to build this back up. But they're not in a situation where they can. She could not take care of herself properly nutritionally. Um, and honestly, the last thing you want in the middle of a zombie apocalypse is a screaming baby because, you know, there are going to be times when you need to be quiet. And so it's, I really thought it was, and then see what happened. You know, she died and now everybody else is stuck taking care of Judith. Um, <laughs> what's which, her, yeah, what's her name? Ass kicker or something? The last, <laughs> yeah. the last kicker. Yeah. Or she, I, my what first grade teacher or whatever like are you insane right. I, I figured he would have named her Sophia you know or somebody that had something that meant something as far as someone he'd lost recently or something right. like that you know but I'm like nah it's my first grade teacher <laughs> well, yeah right now uh, what did you think about uh, how Lou Temple's character went out <laughs> that was boss right when he's getting into that nice conversation and then BAM! Shot in the head. That was crazy. I was so not prepared for that. No. Nope. I didn't want his character to go at that point. I, I, mean, I was like, what? You know, because it was actually, I don't know. I mean, I liked him. Well, they um, set him up like a weird pedophile at one point. Well, like, yeah, they kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe that's. That, and again, these are extenuating circumstances. He pretty much explained himself, and I totally believe him. Like I don't he was think a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. I think it's just you know, I mean, sometimes in weird situations, weird thoughts creep in. You know, what are you gonna do? You're human. So uh, I never really hated him for that. I always thought he was a good guy, and so that kind of made me really sad. Um, just all of a sudden, because it just came out of nowhere. It was oh, it was fantastic. You know, like, I love when they do shit like that because nobody is safe. Like, you know, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, even by reading the comics, you don't even know what's going to happen. Oh, no, dude, right? You know, yeah. So um, it's it's just like it's a fun ride, which is why when we get to things like the final episode. Mowing people down, fucking the governor, fucking brrr. <laughs> yeah, I think it did have some really, really awesome moments, but at it the did. same time, it's not what I was hoping it would be, oh, what we yeah. had been getting, you know, as far as, like, a cliffhanger. I don't really feel like Dude. there's nothing hanging except where the governor is, but, I mean, that's not really much of a, uh, we know he's going to come back at some point, but, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing, there were no nail-biting. It took, dude, it took an hour to kill Andrea. It was one of the weakest fucking finales um, ever, actually. Yeah. I it know, was. I agree with that. I do agree with that. There, I was, I, I, when that was over, I was. So disappointed. disappointed. It, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of lackluster. Yep. And maybe I maybe my expectations were really high because it had been such a good season. Because I gotta say, fucking season right. three was so good. It was good. It was great. 
I guess that's you know? actually why it hurts me so bad that yes. I wasn't more powerful because the rest of the season kicked ass. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, so we'll we'll basically wrap it up here. You're right. It, 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 where do they go with it? it it's great now because they got a lot more people. And I saw in an interview too, which is a good point. The whole kind of scope kind of winds now. They're going to be able to get a lot more done because they got a lot more people now. You know, they'll bring in more characters and put them in the spotlight. So it opens it up a little bit. But, you know, as bad as the season finale is, man, The Walking Dead is a fucking great show. And, I mean, it's not going to keep you from watching next season, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Right. I, I do want to watch. I um, That's the thing about this show is even when I get frustrated with it, I am always excited to see the next one. I agree. And and speaking of that, you want to talk about fucking cliffhangers. Now we got to get into the next show. And I fucking love this show, Jamie. And I know it took us, me and you both talked. It was like maybe two, three episodes in. And we were just like, ah, I don't know what to think about this still. Because it was crazy. But of course we're talking about the following. And I'm glad I gave it the opportunity that I did. Thank God we did, Jamie, because holy shit, is this a fucking awesome show. The following, I mean, listen, okay, first couple episodes were rocky, all right? Why <laughs> Why did you, what was your initial impression of, like, the uh, the pilot and then the, the couple episodes to come? Because, I mean, I, I think we have the same conclusion with those episodes, but I just want to hear what you have to say about it first. I was afraid that it was going to turn into the the first thing that worried me was that I was afraid it was going to turn into uh, a situation where we had to have someone emerge as a follower and then get taken out every episode, you know, like a a one-time player to pop in, do something crazy and then pop back out or they get get killed or whatever. Right. Um like, like I just I pictured that that was going to be exactly kind of like when Charmed uh, sort of turned into we're just gonna whatever it was right push a demon every yeah. second you know yep. and that's I just I think I was afraid it was gonna hit that stride and then just that was what it was gonna be and um, I am <laughs> really happy that it did not turn out that way. Well, it kind of did though. All right, listen. In ways it has, but I don't. I right. think that um, it hasn't been as you know, up, down, up, down, up. I mean, like, set them up, knock them down, as I was afraid it was going to be, you know. And it was like that in the first couple episodes. Because, listen, they were more – all right, I noticed – I think it was in the third episode that we had come to a point in this fucking show where the bad guys emerging, like, it was out of control. There were so many more villains than fucking heroes. Because yeah. even, the, even the good guys, you find out – like, I remember, dude, at one point, come on. They're fucking going through – Two SWAT guys in the back just fucking boom, boom, boom. All right, come with us, the bad guys. And then they take them out. It's like, come on. So it, it was a little unbelievable. But they established who was good and uh, who, who, uh, Sean Ashmore, favorite character on the show. Kevin Bacon's great. Don't get me wrong. He's all right. So I guess the premise, real quick Joe Carroll, he's the serial killer. Uh, Kevin Bacon wrote, wrote a book on him because, uh, you know, he, he had a fucking thing with him back in the day. He has a, uh, a heart. What is it? A heart, uh, what is uh, it? Pacemaker. Pacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he got stabbed or something from Joe or something happened with him. And so they go back. And so he escapes from prison. They actually get him back in prison by the second episode or whatever. But you find out that this guy has a cult following. He's got these fucking psychopathic people that are, He's he's set this up for like a year or three years or whatever the fuck it is. I think he's in jail. He's setting it up for three years. So it shows, you know, all these people, 
you know, visit him in jail and he sets up all these things so they can help him escape and they got a compound and it, it's just, it's a wild show that it really could have fucking taken off into a crazy direction and I thought it was going there but like I said, they established the good guys where like Sean Ashmore, he's a great fucking actor and that kid, he's just, his character on the show, he's just like a stand-up dude and like, you know, it shows in that one episode, you know what I'm saying, when he's getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. He he was the only one, only person who knew where Joe Carroll's wife was, and he didn't give it up at all, which clearly showed he's a good guy. And then, you know, even with the other agent, uh, what's the chick, the uh, female agent there, who we thought was going to be bad because she was all, like, interested in cults, and we we're like, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- and, uh, and I actually remember the other day, Shoot, the very moment when I realized, no, she wasn't. I mean, that there was no question that she was okay, but I can't remember. Was it her backstory? Oh, yes, yes, with her her parents and the cult. Yeah, that's, that, that was pretty cool. That was great. Like, yeah, exactly. And I just, I did not see that coming. That was, no, fuck no. And it was, how about when Ryan fucking blew that chick away? The, uh, the, the, was she an FBI agent or, um, or a local cop, I don't remember. The blonde chick that was like helping oh. them escape from the house. <laughs> yeah. And all he just comes running up to the scene and, and she doesn't even he doesn't even pause. Like she just right. turns around and he's like, Bam! And Bam. I was like, Oh even even this last episode, how about fucking <laughs> they both they both take they both get uh Sean Ashmore and uh Kevin Bacon both get guns and fucking shoot people like short like they're like right next to him and they're just like pop 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 like it's great. I love the it's like twenty four action almost. Yeah. And, and- uh yeah, it's, it's funny that you should mention that though too, because that that was I have actually compared this show to that nope. before, because nope. someone asked me how I expected this show to go past for you know one season, like right. really in all reality, how far can you take this? Yep. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I thought the same thing about 24 though, and they did it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if it stays on the pace that it's going now, I would keep watching it. But that's just yeah. because I think it's fun, and I really love Kevin Baker's uh, Baker Kevin Bacon's character. I do yeah. I love him. Now I know you're not the biggest uh, fan of Scream Four, and especially Nico, <laughs> whatever his name. He's he is the most bland character in that whole movie. But I'm sorry, Jamie. Tell me, fucking tell me, he's a bad actor on the show. Tell me to my face. Go ahead. I never said he was a bad actor. I did. I just. I know. I know. I, I never he's great, though, right? About him, I didn't. Uh, no, no, I know. I was just setting it up. But it, yeah. He is, I think, one of the best parts of this show. He plays one of Joe's followers or whatever, and you find out he's actually never killed anyone, and fucking, you know, he shows his kind of rise to it. It's just. I love it, dude. That kid is such a good fucking actor. So you got him, Ashmore, Kevin Bacon, and then what's his fucking name? Joe Carroll. I mean, he's great, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but anyways, and then, you know, it gets I mean, really... I like him because he's very, um, and he has to be, but he is, uh, he, he's, the, the actor does a very great job of, of pulling off the, uh, Alex. charisma. He's like a Charles Manson almost, but he's like pretty looking and, and yeah, he's a professor. Yeah, like Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so, anyways, um, you know, we're not going to touch on too much of the show except for the fact that it's fucking great, Alex. You got to watch it, bro. It's one of those shows where, yeah, it, okay, it's, it's dealing with fucking, you know, kind of a procedural type of thing where FBI agents are constantly on the trail. So, you know, 
some people don't necessarily like that. Technically, this is a fucking horror podcast, but it is, you know, cult, and there's a lot of fucking crazy kills, too. Dude, how many fucking nutty kills? Dude, one point, this chick is in a diner, and she just fucking takes a crossbow and shoots the fucking chick right across from her. And then there's another one where, even in this last episode, the chick's like, oh... I like to turn myself in. The fucking weed guy, she just takes and stabs him right in the fucking head. And then, you know, there's another one where this chick stabs her right in the fucking eye, even. It's it's insane. So, yeah, man. What channel is this on? It is on Fox, dude. Same as 24. Yeah, so don't get too attached. It might not be around for very long, but... Fox? <laughs> Fox is notorious, man. They kill shows, like... Yeah, they give them one season, no. and then they're like, ah, fuck you. I'm glad you brought that up because it ain't as bad as fucking Hannibal, dude, because Hannibal's on NBC. Fox has got nothing <laughs> on NBC, dude. <laughs> come on. Oh, so, come yeah. on. Like, NBC gave us Friends and Seinfeld. Those shows ran for a long time. I'm uh, talking like Firefly. Like, Fox killed it. <laughs> Are you going to do that scene in Family Guy where they go through all the shows that got canceled? And So I guess if all those shows get canceled, we'll have a shot. <laughs> Dark Angel. Like, they're going through so many. You're, you know what? You're right. You're right. They do cancel shows, huh? I mean, well, if you're going to see. I mean, um, what was that one uh, that I loved with Christian Slater last season? I don't even remember oh, what it um, yeah. The guy from Reaper, but... Um, right. Uh, anyway, um, right. I thought that was a cool show, and then just – they actually brought that back, and it didn't last. But that was, I so, think, uh, I don't know, poor timing. But so No, but I – so basically the following is, is incredible. I like it. You know, lots of different characters. They're great. You know, it's uh, – they're very multidimensional. You know, the, the bad guys have good parts to them and so on and so forth. And it's just a really good show overall. And that's why I made that transition into NBC. Now, I haven't gotten too far into it. It's um, – I don't know. I don't know about this show, guys. It's I, I like the first scene in it, and it actually really – got me and I was like wow but the uh the opening to Hannibal is fucking incredible they go you know further back kind of more red dragon style with Will Graham and uh they make uh what's his name too they turn him they turn him uh the fucking what's his name in the movie the uh the older guy he's the head of the FBI well they turn him black and they make him Morpheus in this in this show so that's different and uh <laughs> oh, but I, I liked it, though, because one thing I noticed about the show that was really different is they show Will Graham going in. And the whole thing is he gets inside the head of the killers. That way he can find them or whatever. What they do with it, though, is it shows how his mind works. And it shows, like, blood splatter going in reverse. And then it goes back. And it puts him as the killer. And he's like, okay, I go. I shoot this guy in the head. Boom. go, And it's showing it all. I thought that was fucking fantastic that i would never think that they would have went that kind of um i don't know like left field with it so you know i only saw the first episode actually i know i think we're on like episode three now already so i still gotta do like you know catch up and whatever but from what i saw it was pretty damn good some anticlimactic moments like when hannibal lecter uh first meets will graham they just cut like you know they're just like hanging out like you know uh, all of a sudden you know doing a case it's like wait this is like the fucking craziest like you know backstory ever that's how you're gonna have a meet so you know a couple things fell flat for me but overall it was fun so yeah i don't know I'd say uh, check it out. Uh, if you don't like it, I definitely won't hold it against you because it's not like one of those shows, oh, you got to watch it. But it's something cool, you know? So 
Walking Dead overall season was awesome. Finale sucked. The following, definitely watch that fucking shit. Hannibal, I don't know. Check it out. I liked it. Whatever. You know? I'm going to give it a, um, cause like I said, I, it was on, but I, I missed, <laughs> I missed a lot of it. And I ended up being just really kind of like, huh? So, um, I'm going to give You're it another, right. I'm going to give it another shot. Um, but yep. you know my rule anyway, like I don't count shows out, um, until at least, I give them at least two episodes. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, catching up on TV. So we got to get Alex to watch The Following and hopefully someday Harper's Island. And then I will <laughs> inside. <laughs> He's been harping on Harper's Island for months. No pun intended. Dude, you will love it, bro. It's like Scream. I know you did last summer. Every cliche slasher all thrown on an island. And there you go. I love it. <laughs> hey, I'm uh... Yeah, I'm just calling in. This is Ryan again. I'm just calling in to let you know I just finished uh, listening to that uh, Teen Wolf sketch you had. Alex, that was the funniest shit ever. I was at work. I usually listen to you guys while working and um, walking around doing my job. I'm surrounded by people, and that shit had me rolling so fucking hard that... uh, you know, everybody was looking at me, customers were looking at me, I'm dropping shit all over the floor laughing. It was just the funniest fucking sketch I've ever heard. Bravo, son. I got one bit of good news for you guys, especially Jamie. Well, Dan, too, because you live there. What up? Guess what I bought today on Blu-ray? The Town. No. <laughs> uh, Boondog Saints. No. <gasps> uh, Jaws. <gasps> Fucking bought Jaws. Jaws? Yeah, I bought Jaws. I've heard. Yes. Wait, who was it that posted? It's like, oh, it was fucking um, Dave said it twelve ninety nine at fucking Target. Was it? Target? And guess what I spent on it twelve ninety nine. Ah, that's awesome. I could not find this movie because you guys, well, most yeah, both of you really were raving about it a couple shows ago, and I'm like, is it that good? I don't oh, remember that being that it? good. You know what you need to do? You need to listen to the show that I did with Badass's Boobs and Body Counts. No, you really don't. What? <laughs> Anything besides our show is a distraction. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to tell you that I was going to listen to your show with Vince, but fuck that. <laughs> oh, you didn't miss much anyways. We were just bullshitting about 80s movies. But um, <laughs> What did you think, though, Alex? Oh, so I'm watching it right now. And I am at the part. I think they got two barrels on them. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty deep yep. into it, and I think I have like 30 minutes, maybe, yep. uh, maybe, maybe, maybe less. Minutes. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. I don't know if any of you have this on Blu-ray. No. Beautiful. No? Do you have it, Jamie, on Blu-ray? I don't have it. I've seen it. Okay. I was That's some bad hat, Harry. I was waiting for it to get cheaper because I like I have every version I know is ever printed, so I'm yeah. never going to not be able to watch it. You know, exactly. So I, I was waiting for it to get cheaper because, you know, like when I was 15 and the next video game was coming out, like I was like slathering, you know, or whatever. But now <laughs> I can wait. You know, like I wait right. for wait for yeah. it to show up unless it's something that like is huge or that like. I need to do for a show or something. I will just fucking wait for it to be used. Like I don't. Exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like uh, I don't like my girls that way, but I like my movies used. <laughs> and guys, 
two two guys. Um, I got uh, I got the boat in the water the other day. So uh, tomorrow we're actually going to the fucking scene of the crime, son. Yeah. We're cruising. Yeah. We're cruising the Jaws land, brother. Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm so pumped. Hopefully it's uh, nice and warm because it gets uh, cold out there. I want to the... visit you, Dan. What? Yeah, dude, come on up. Let's fucking <laughs> rock it. My town's yeah. mad fun, dude. Come on up. We'll fucking, I'll keep you occupied. Yeah. Of course. How are you going to keep me occupied, though? Ah, I'll just throw you in a beach somewhere. I'll keep you occupied. <laughs> <laughs> if we all go together. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, but the movie... Um, I only have one negative thing so far. Okay. Okay, what? <laughs> okay. It hits two lulls. It hits a lull after he makes the mayor sign the thing for $10,000 to hire the dude. It hits a lull for like 10 minutes after that. Then yeah. it gets good when they shoot him with the first barrel. Then it hits a lull again. See, I, I see what you're saying, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about that. I mean, that's your opinion. You know. No, let's go. Come on. I don't, um, I don't see, see them as lulls myself. Right. Right. You know, I see them differently, but I can totally see how you could. No, no. Let, let me tell you Look something. Look at me restraining myself, and this is, no. my, this is my absolute favorite movie of all time. You know, Alex. I'm really stabbing the back of my hand with a fork. <laughs> That that means you really like me, Jamie. I'll, I'll definitely um, get you back the first one on the first lull. Second one, I got a bone to pick with you just because you got to give it a little, little bit more time, dude. When they hit him with the barrels, okay, the whole fucking movie is on the water from that point on. So that it does set it up to where it, dude, they're out on the water, you know, for that last leg of the movie for a good period of time. So there is a lull. But it builds up to something where it's it's one of the greatest fucking it, 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 it's that movie, dude, is what it's like being out on the fucking water, dude. You know what I mean? No, listen, I appreciate that shit. Like when they're showing each other scars and the guys telling the story about the guy who plays baseball. Oh, she and broke the bottom up. Sorry, <laughs> I sorry, I couldn't hear you. What? <laughs> I was just jabbering. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> and. The guy telling the story about when the guy who played baseball when his you know bottom half was ripped off. I normally appreciate that stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just kind of like I don't know. Maybe those exact stories or the guy's accent. I couldn't understand enough words. Something about it just didn't <laughs> grab me. Like right. I don't know what it was. I just zoned out, man. And then right. I I picked back in when the dudes, or I guess I, I we find out what Jaws is a chick. So I, when when she starts hitting the bottom of the boat and you see like the water kind of splash in a little bit from the yep. the creases in the wood, then it picks up again. And right. then you know they shoot the second barrel in them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's cool. You know I don't. We shouldn't even get into it because we're gonna do a retrospective. But that's, I'm just saying it's a great it's great so far. Cup two two little things, but. You know, I'm glad you bought it, bro. I'm fucking yeah. proud of you, brother. Shit, man. I I did it to to um support Boston in a way, you know. Like I know we're doing the retrospective, and of course that bullshit happened in Boston, Jeez. where some assholes uh set two bombs. Uh, actually, what like four that they found? How many bombs did they actually find? There were four bombs. Two went off. Uh, they uh, detonated. detonated one, and they saved one for Prince. Exactly. Why did they save both for Prince, though? I don't understand that. 
Uh, I don't know, bro. I think it was probably a situation where it was so crazy that they, you know, they had to probably detonate it quick because at that point, I don't know if they had all the cell phones shut down. That's how they were detonated by a cell phone. Yeah, like you would, if they shut the cell phones down, then they could have saved them both. I've never been that a fucking, uh, that, that much of a mess before. Like, I was going through so many fucking emotions, dude. And listen, man, like, I was talking to Alex about this a little bit, and Jamie, you a little bit too, but I think I said this to you, Alex. With 9-11, it hit me hard. It really did, just like it did everybody. You couldn't believe what you were saying and shit like that. But, dude, mm-hmm. straight up, man, like, I fucking, um, I met that chick that died once before. She's friends with a couple of uh, these chicks I went to high school with. The fucking eight-year-old kid, dude, he plays baseball with my little cousin. And Maddie, dude, he they're, they're neighbors, dude. It's like it's Jesus so Christ. fucked up, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when you know people, dude, that got hit with shrapnel, dude. Like um, my uh, my my friend's uh, little little brother's friend got his fucking leg blown off, dude. Like it's ridiculous. And uh, there was like hundred something casualties, a couple deaths. Thank God it wasn't more deaths. You know, we were talking about that too. I mean, everybody knows about this. But dude, if that was an hour earlier, if it was an hour earlier when all the fucking first runners, dude, that it would have been 20 deep on the sidewalk. And it oh, would have been devastating. Oh, horrible, man. But yeah, so. Yeah, like, and, and dude, I see like these random people in my uh, my Facebook feed posting like humorous shit about that. Like, you, you guys, bro. man, you really don't like, uh, you're not obviously getting it. And, you know, it's just like making jokes about, uh, we've covered, it's, it's weird, on this show, we've covered a lot of tragedies. We covered the shooting in the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. We covered the shooting in the school with the kids getting shot in kindergarten and now we're covering this like uh not covering it but talking about it and it's like i don't know man i don't find i don't find nothing funny maybe i'm just no. getting older or something no. like more. Fuck that dude it's in poor taste it's in fucking poor taste you know well here's the thing people deal with tragedies in different ways and honestly i I can't be angry with someone for doing whatever it is they do. I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't affect how I feel about it. So, you know. Does it affect how I feel about them? It may or it may not, but that is between you and them, you know. Exactly. But all I'm saying is it cannot tarnish how I feel or how you feel or how I feel for you. You know, I mean, it broke my heart. See, uh, I mean, it was it, it was scary because you're there, you know. And yeah, it's, maybe it has to hit closer to home to really realize it. You know, dude, my I, brother I, was I, right I, around the fucking corner, dude. My brother was right saying, there when like, that shit happened. You, for all I knew at that moment, you were right there. You know. Yeah, Dan could have been there. Is it still funny to you? You know, it scared the shit out of me that I could lose you, but right, that's not going to change no matter what anybody else says. So. It's just bizarre. I don't. I don't. Not my fucking taste, dude. I think it's in poor taste, and uh, you know, I want to speak directly to those cocksuckers. Fucking turn off my show right now if you're gonna do stupid shit like that. Straight up. I don't care if you think I'm an asshole. Whatever. We obviously don't have the fucking same sensibilities and the same taste. So kick rocks. But you know, that's the way I feel about it. And they have every right, though, Jamie. That's the thing. Like they have every right to say that, and I and I have every right to blast those cocksuckers in their faces. So we don't have the capabilities to deal with tragedies to that extent sometimes. I mean, there are people who just don't know what to do with it and their outlet is humor. Right. Hmm. It doesn't mean that it it doesn't affect them and it doesn't mean that they don't care. It just means that's the only way they know how to deal with it. um, Yeah. What about that person though, Jamie, that first person who, who sees this and says, well, 
there's no jokes yet. Let me come up with a joke. What what kind of what what's going on in that person's brain the rest of the year? Okay, right. I'll tell you what goes right. on in my brain after you know it just. Um, okay, my friend and I were working out, <laughs> and um, we I love the I'm like addicted to We Fit. By the way, there's so many things you can oh I love We fucking Fit. love it. All right, yeah. so we're like we're working out, but everything I do outside of We Fit. Um, I program into it just so I can keep track of shit, you know? Well, um, so anyway, we'd been working out and we stepped outside to cool off and we heard this like horrible screeching sound up the street, like tires just squealing and then slamming into something, but we couldn't see anything. You heard it hitting something? Uh, well, it just hit. We didn't know what, like if it hit yeah. the curb, so you heard, ah, we, it, it wasn't like two cars, but it was, right. you know, a stopping. It could have hit a garbage can. We didn't know. Hmm. But we couldn't see it. It was up and around the corner. So I'm like, shit, what do we do? And we're like, well, immediately we just take off running because if something did happen, if someone is hurt, then, you know, we got to go. So we right. take off running. And while we're running up the street, do you know what I say to her? I mean, we're running on the way to what could be an emergency, and I'll tell you what that is when I get there, but – when we're running on our way there, and I turn to her and say, don't let me forget to add this on we. <laughs> See, that's funny, though, dude. It's for your damn right. It's fucking funny. Right. Now, how do you add it to we? What does that mean? That means go back and record the fact that I ran for about 30 seconds. It oh, was, my God. It was a joke. Right, you know, right. So it's Jamie, I, can, you, can you just leave? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not so bad. That's totally bad different, joke. though, Jamie. That's not a bad joke, though. But I haven't told you what happened. Okay, go ahead. So we get up and we get up around the corner, and we find out that what happened is <laughs> that a little dog got hit by this truck. But so I'm standing there, and I'm like, this little dog just got hit by this truck, and he's still alive. And we took we took care of it. But I'm like, you, I'm looking at it. And then I was just, I turned to her and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> because that was, I was like, well, that was kind of shitty, but you know what? It was still fucking funny at the time. So I well, mean, oh, you felt guilty about your joke for like a second. I was like, well, that all, you know, but then that was it because it wasn't malicious. That's the yeah. Thing. It had nothing to do with the victims though. So I don't care if people make jokes about hearing that what happened to me to this particular situation. Oh, no, I, I know what you're trying to say, Jamie. What I'm saying is that things cross our mind and why do we go to humor though? That's weird. Alex brought this up because we had, we had a conversation about this with these dumb bastards online about people just posting insensitive shit. I, I, I feel you. I see what you're saying. What I'm saying is, yeah, you were saying people are dumb and ignorant and they don't fully comprehend it because it's not right in their faces. And, and I'm saying I totally understand that. What I'm saying is the way I look at it is fucking if, if we just let shit like that slide – well then, whatever. That that to me is not taking responsibility. That's just passing the buck, saying, "Oh well, that's just people." I, I, and I just personally don't agree with that. I I, I say you got to take those cocksuckers down a peg, and that's my personal opinion. So. Well, if they're willing to post that stuff, they have to be willing to get the criticism. Right. You know, they they're looking for attention. And typically, they are, and they don't care. Well, how about this? Like, like for example, yeah, I just watching Jaws, like we just talked about, like the the Miss Miss Ken Kennedy or whatever, who's uh, oddly enough, her son Alex was eaten Kent by a shark. <laughs> Kittner, <laughs> Kittner, yeah. Like, 
like she's sitting there saying, you know, she slaps the dude and she says, you knew that this shit was going down and you still let everybody go in there. That's like, that's like, is it cool to say like, hey, uh, hey, how's your kid? I saw him. He's, uh, he makes really good shark shit. You know what I mean? Like, is it cool to make fun of that just because, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just say that was real. Like, is it cool to make fun of that and say, I hope Jaws wiped his ass after he shit your son out? Like, would that be a funny joke? <laughs> no, my, my, oh, we all see things differently I, I want to mention two quick things number one I want to uh, say thank you to everyone who supports this show and believes in this show that's the new slogan by the way you, we <laughs> believe in that's what Matt's doing <laughs> uh, This or, or was it the other guy uh, someone's doing something about the skeleton crew still believes <laughs> what is I this don't know. fucking Obama oh, inauguration that's Tristan because um what is uh, that from uh from Lost Boys? Boys, yeah. 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 So doll, he I uh love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him and Feldman. Yeah, Feldman. Yeah, you he, can't cut Feldman out of it. That kid oh. cracks me up, dude. He is a good <laughs> shit, huh? Yeah. I love how he loves Feldman, but he hates the two sequels. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good shit, dude. But, yeah, so man. uh so everybody who supports the show. Thank you, because we hit 350 likes on our Facebook page, not the group page. We definitely want everybody who clicked that to head over to the group page, and that's the interactive one. So do that. You know, we don't, we're not interactive on that one that you, the 350, but we are on the group page, which is the, uh, the so it's good to be on both, though. Yeah. yeah. So do that, and uh, I just want to th- uh, tell everybody to head to Facebook the group page again because Matt has a thing he's uh creating new shirts for the show and I think he's making it so you guys could click the link that of the shirt he created and then you could order it for yourself I think that's how it goes so but he's he's picking what to call the people who listen to the show uh it's between boneheads uh boners and the bone zone I added that one, bro. Oh, you added that. Okay. Yeah, I like the bone zone. <laughs> I'm so down with Matt's ideas. I, I I didn't pick boners because I can't see myself walking down the street exactly. with boners. <laughs> yeah, I can't That's just do me it. personally. Maybe uh, people think differently, but yeah. Hey, Ma, how you doing? Boners, Dan? Really? <laughs> oh, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Oh, Daniel Chaze. Daniel <laughs> Dan Chavez. It's almost it's almost weird because boners is almost a perfect name. Like cause skeletons are bone and we're boners. But it just there's too many double entendres. That's why I like it, but you know You like it. You like that stuff. You like that type of humor. But to me, I don't like it because people see me walk around with guys' dicks on my shirt, basically. And that just uh and I then just... he puts on the skeleton crew shirt. Oh, but it's okay for me to wear this. It's okay for that I wear this, this skeleton crew t-shirt that says boobs on the back. You know, I mean, I don't care. Well, blood, booze, and boobs. <laughs> or, or, or like I say, boobes. <laughs> boobes. Boob- yeah, like her boobs. <laughs> her boobs. <laughs> her, her boobs are always on the show. Oh, God. I need help. All right. <laughs> 